Happy Holidays from the Badass Records Podcast. Smirchek. Yes. Is that? Okay. Yep. Christy Smirchek. Nailed it. Um, we're hanging out, recording uh, episode 98, 98 of Badass Records Podcast and installment two of Becoming Swifty. Um, which is uh, funny. I, I mean, I we wound up talking the day that I was going to record the first one, and then uh, I just on a whim through a Facebook post up today and was like, and even a bunch of people are like, you know, yeah, we'll see if, you know, if anything comes of that. But, um, it's been, uh, it's been fun. I I mean, I had this, this guy, uh, who did an episode in April. Gosh, it's been a minute. Um, he has an online radio station, uh, he came to an episode and then asked if I wanted to have uh, the podcast be on the station. I said, sure. Um, and then he was like, you should come out and um, sit with me and we'll talk music. And I was like, okay, <laughs> seems odd. Um, but what he wanted to do is sort of reverse the roles uh-huh. in, in just a one-off kind of setting. And so he's like, give me give me six or seven songs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I talked about this with Sophia or not, but I gave him and his, their whole thing is counterclockwise. KC is the station and, uh, their tagline is the alternative to the alternative. Okay. So, um, I mean, I just, these, this is what is happening in my wheelhouse song wise right now. Okay. And, uh, you need to calm down was on there. Yeah. And so, uh, he, you know, um, I sent sent him my list before our, our date, and uh, I woke up the, the day after or the morning after. I sent it to him to a text message that just said Taylor Swift question yes. mark. It just, <laughs> and I was like, uh huh, yeah. yes, and and yeah, and so um, when I went, we we talked, and then we listened to each song and talked about it, and and I mentioned uh, this this was like. July and I was like man I've been thinking about doing this thing mm-hmm. um we'll see if it happens but uh he's like all right well I mean I can't believe we're playing Taylor Swift and then he played it and he was like holy shit that's really good I know <laughs> like now I mean it's not on my list you know randomly yeah um so I have a friend that actually just gave me a pin yesterday that says you need to calm down mm. <laughs> so uh with all of the uh NFL mm-hmm. marryings, um, Bill Belichick, uh, pa- Patriots head coach. Sure. Um, <laughs> we just played him. The Chiefs yes. just played him. Um, he is, uh, God, stoic is an understatement. Okay. Um, and when it comes to uh, 
press conferences and talking to the media. I mean, he's just, he may as well be wearing a shirt that says I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> um, because he is, uh, emotionless and, um, Okay, just making sure it's doing what it's supposed to be done. Um, and uh, cuts. He 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 looks homeless sometimes. Um, and his te- his signature look has been uh, uh, sleeves cut off of his hoodie hmm. on the side. So he okay. just stands out. Um, and they, you know, it's like the dynasty of the New England Patriots is because him and Tom Brady, Jim Belichick and Tom. I know Um, that name. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, if people, uh, as sports press conferences can tend to go, it's like one after the other, they ask their own version of the same question. Mm -hmm. So you just, I mean, you can get, you can understand why it's annoying. Um, so they've had a rough year and uh, this coming into the chief's week, he was just asked over and over again about the rumor circulating regarding his job security. And I'm moving on to Kansas city. I'm focusing on Kansas over. It's just typical, but he, when, the, when the Travis Kelsey uh, Taylor Swift stuff was really popping, uh, he was asked about it at some point And he mm-hmm. said, uh, Travis has had a lot of big catches in his career. This might be the biggest yet. Hey. <laughs> and then, no uh, uh, same time-ish, uh, he was asked uh, if he ever listened to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I mean, that You Need to Calm Down song is pretty awesome. And if you think about it, there's a lot of people in the world that need to calm they, down. <laughs> they sure do. Plenty of people need to take several seats and stop screaming about all the people they hate. Right, right. <laughs> Um, so you are, uh, well, let's see, first of all, uh, we've got a lot to get into, but where I'd like to start is, um, abandon the cultural myth that all female friendships must be bitchy, toxic, or competitive. So if I, old guy here, so help me out. If I type in your name and Instagram, Uh like a link for your IG pages there, and that quote is Right beneath it. Is it? But if you click on your Instagram page, it's not anywhere to be found. <laughs> I'm like, so that's a, that's a great quote. I don't know. It's that not I'm... yours. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I mean, I'm into it. Those are the vibes. But I don't know where that came from. I, I I'll remind me. I'll show you when we're done. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? You know, when uh, my dad, when computers were, he had to accept them mm-hmm. as part of his life yes. he like these, he, he couldn't these get things aren't going away <laughs> he couldn't get like he checked out at the double click of a mouse and That's then not get you too far no and then drop down menu he's like i don't i'm like okay oh. well oh. we are so that's what i felt like i was just like why is it here but not very next place it's been a minute since i've googled myself so okay well you you got a lot of results all right. um there we go uh so Let's see here. I'm like, I like that quote, but. Um, Noonday Collection Ambassador. Yes. Talk to me about this. So um, I work 
part-time as a dental hygienist. I also work part-time as a Noonday Collection ambassador. Noonday Collection is a fair trade fashion company, and we partner with artists and businesses all over the world. So my job is to create a marketplace for basically consumers in the United States to have access to those artisan pieces. In turn, the artisans that we partner with are provided um, a, a great job that they often do from home. They're paid a dignified living wage, safe working conditions. Um, we're part of the Fair Trade Federation and a B Corporation, if you're familiar with those terms at all. I'm not. Basically, you just meet a whole bunch of ethical benchmarks. Okay, um, and it's, such as? Um, you know, p- people, profit, and planet are all prioritized equally. Okay, cool. Um, so sustainability, long-term artisan partnerships, um, making sure that people are being paid fairly and on time and, mm, you know, okay. things that we often take for granted. Um, so Fair trade would be like if you see that on a bag of yeah. coffee beans. Yeah, just... it has to be like Fair Trade Federation. People can put Fair Trade on stuff. Oh. Um, it's You have to actually go through a process to be verified by the Fair Trade Federation. Okay. Um, but yes, look for fair trade and B Corporation things on, on your products. Okay. And just then you can know, hey, this is actually like making the world a better place and not sure. just feeding the consumerism machine. Right. Like some fast fashion um, does a lot of harm in the world. So, okay. Um, so slow fashion. How does one achieve the title of ambassador? Uh, I signed up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was wondering uh, if that's entry level or if you have to earn. Yeah, no, no, no. You just you okay. sign up and you say, I'm going to do this. And so then I um, typically will work with uh, other women. I'll partner with women. They'll invite their friends over to their house. I'll come bring all my jewelry and bags and stuff. Um, we'll have kind of a shopping party. Sure. And then, okay. you know, um, new people and, and how did that. Uh, Noonday Collection land on your radar? Um, I think it was probably about 10 years ago. A friend invited me to a party that she was having at okay. her house. And um, so I showed up and I saw all the stuff and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love everything. <laughs> big, big accessories, gal. Okay. Um, and the price tags were a little bit higher than I typically would pay for things. And then I learned why. <laughs> Because it actually costs money to pay people yeah. for their labor. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, having that kind of mindset shift, I was like, all right, cool. I can buy one pair of these earrings versus like 10 pairs at Target or Forever 21 or whatever. Um, so I'm going to choose to spend my money where it's going to actually make a difference. And knowing that um, there's actual humans with actual stories of impact behind these pieces, it's really meaningful to me. So um, some of our artisan partners, they work with women in brothels and they are being sexually exploited and they are once they have an opportunity to leave that exploitation um, and go make jewelry instead um, that's all they needed is they needed an opportunity um, interesting so that's yeah that's kind of what noonday is all about and i've been working as ambassador for six years and i've actually gotten to travel twice with noonday okay once to guatemala once to ecuador cool to meet the artisans see their sure. workshops watch them like make the pieces nice. in person it's really really cool so um interesting that you mentioned brothel sort of, and it, with it comes uh kind of an implied level of respect that everybody deserves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Oftentimes you hear that word and uh, immediately the connotation is negative as if um, this person has chosen this path for themselves and they are therefore inferior. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting. It's important to 
uh, at least recognize the possibility that maybe not everybody is there because they wanted to be uh, or because they had other options, you know, so. um, Many of them come from rural uh, towns and then they leave their families that are in the rural places to go into the city and find work. They are told, hey, this is a like a hair salon or whatever. And then they get into it and it is not, in fact, a hair salon. And then they are demeaned. And then they are told that they are too stupid to do anything oh, else. Oh, wow. Okay. And they believe that. So it's oh. changing their view of themselves. Sure. Re, um, redefining their self-worth. Um, and there are similar stories from, um, from women all over in, in other countries as well. Um, AIDS has a huge stigma in Ethiopia, where we have some artisan partners. And if women get that diagnosis, they're shunned by their families and they, they leave to go find um, these alleged healing waters on this mountain. One of our artisan partner groups is there, and they welcome the women in. They teach them, hey, this is actually a disease that you can manage. You can still have a life. You can have a family. Um, here's a job that will provide you some income so that you can reunite your family. Hmm. So. Okay. So uh, an example or two of an artisan partner mm-hmm. would be like somebody uh, – unearthing stones from the earth or like i i don't well like in um in ecuador many of the pieces are made of a material called tagua it's a it's a seed it kind of looks like a big avocado pit um, oh wow they're harvested in these gigantic really heavy pods I, had, I tried lifting one when i was there it's huge um they break the pods open they dry the seeds and then they shape and dye the seeds okay and then make them into cool into jewelry cool so and then guatemala they're very gifted with um backstrap loom um, technique, it's like one of those um, pieces of their cultural heritage that's passed down, like moms will teach their daughters. Cool. So they're they're doing that. They're beading jewelry. Um, in Ethiopia, a lot of the pieces are made with upcycled artillery because there's a long history of civil war in the country. And so they collect the artillery, melt them down into their base forms, reassemble them into beads, and then string the beads together into bracelets, earrings, what have you. Wow. Okay. So, like, even the material is something meant for destruction is now. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Now, the person that hosted the party that you went Mm -hmm. to, was there uh, some kind of um, implication that... Uh, as the person hosting this party, you got to get other folks to host parties. Is there pressure in that kind of way or not? Is that a fair question? It is a fair question. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely, I know, a, a stigma that comes with in-home parties, which um, caused me to hesitate to even do this for quite a few years. And so I was, oh. I, was I, I started off just, just buying pieces when I could. And then I decided, I'm like, well, I really like this stuff and I feel like my friends would. So I'm going to have, I'm going to host parties. I'll be the, I'll be a hostess. So I would have a yearly party. Okay. Um, and then the more that I got the pieces, the more excited I was to learn the stories sure. behind them. Um, Does each thing come with a little? Uh-huh. Okay, well, cool. A little tag. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was about three years of that, and then it was it was actually after the uh, the Las Vegas shooting. Um, oh wow! I just was I I was a new mom. Uh, I had a ten month old daughter at home. Um, there was a lot going on in the world that was really sounds sounds crazy now um, that those kinds of things were so terrible. We had we didn't even know <laughs> what was coming in the mm-hmm. coming years. But I felt that there was so much upsetting wrong things with the world, and I was like, "What can I do to 
make the world a better place as a young mom, as a dental hygienist in Kansas City? What can I even do that's even going to make any sort of difference? Right. And I was like, well, actually, I think I could do this. And that I know is going to make a tangible impact. Like every pair of earrings that's sold, every bag that's sold is literally helping somebody. I can do that. Yeah. So I kind of, I stepped into it. I was like, I've did been you say here. six years now? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. double the amount of time that you hes- you were hesitant. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I mean, you pro- yeah. pro- that hesitation probably served a purpose. and It did. Cool. It did. So um, Christy Smirchek, yes. S-M-E-R-C-H-E-K, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, there's a link to your new noonday oh, yeah. ambassador gig, right? Yeah. Is there a better place than that for folks to go? No, or that's okay. easiest. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, born and raised KC. Yes. And uh, siblings? I have one sister. One She's sister. two and a half years younger. younger. She lives in Seattle. Okay. Um, yeah. Cheers old. to firstborns. Cheers. I, got, I have three younger <laughs> sisters. And cheers to babies born, girls, girl daughters born on 1223. 1223. <laughs> what a birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I am uh, December a marathon, <laughs> right? Oh man, um, it's for me. It's always uh, when you wake up the Monday of Thanksgiving week oh my God. until like January second. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Sounds about right. So, um, how I, old is yours turning? She's turning thirteen. Okay, um, and we. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I come from split home. I'm her mother and I are divorced. Mm-hmm. So like I have a whole lifetime of um, holidays that are like multiple stops. Mm-hmm. So add another generation of that. And yeah. it's like, I mean, everything's amicable and amicable and doable. Right. Um, the, my biggest struggle, and this is not exclusive to the holiday season is um, just time every year just goes faster and faster. And it's like, yeah, I can literally wake up that Monday of Thanksgiving week and be like, you got this. And then all of a sudden it's like, fuck, it's <laughs> December. I don't got this. Yeah. And so we have, uh, um, so there's obviously hosting that has to happen uh, around Thanksgiving, but then we have uh, a neighborhood uh, deal for Advent. So every Sunday oh, in December, somebody's hosting people for soup if you're the host you make soup and everybody's like salad wine dessert um so there's that uh one of my sisters is december 11th for Mm -hmm. a birthday Mm -hmm. i'm december 16th okay my daughter is two days before (laughs) christmas which means as you probably have come to learn that she will never have a birthday celebration on her birthday in school not in school because so it's like so we're bound and determined to celebrate it with our family. So we did um uh we did family brunch Sunday at her mom's and then she's having uh her friend party mm-hmm. Saturday on her actual birthday. Okay. See we did it last weekend. Okay. I went, yeah. You know, before yeah. people go out of town and Yep. And then it's like so we do too. It's we like we uh we took we took treats to school yesterday. So it's thing- Oh, y'all can still do that? Yeah. Oh. For your birthday, yeah. yeah. I mean, um it, you're just supposed to be you're supposed to have some awareness if there's any kind of allergy yeah. in the room. Um mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. it's kind of, it's sort of so there's all these dates and then there's it's like, "Oh, we're doing that today because we can't do it, you know, 
a lot of scrambling anyway mm-hmm. um but she uh she's the best um she's a sweetheart and uh she is uh, man i'm struggling right now um because she our boy her mom might tell a different story their mom might tell a different story but our boy she was the easiest mm. baby uh-huh like Wet, yep. hungry, yep. tired, yep. want to be held, no fuss. Yep. Uh, we just kind of, yeah. you know, and then he was not. Yep. Angel and then a demon afterwards. He just uh, has. <laughs> That's what I got. He has, uh, I mean, the, the the contrast in, I mean, there's some personality similarities, but, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of contrasts. And then looking at skill sets mm. and just natural, mm-hmm. like. She's almost um, like photographic memory slash spectrumy when it comes to like who is where and what they drive and what they're wearing and you know. Just hyper aware. And he can she can be at camp for three days and he'll be like, "Where's Adeline?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> and then you know, step oh, on her my feet. Adeline. Yeah. That was in our top three. Oh hey. Girl names. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, and it was, um, you know an interesting road to to get to being pregnant and then her being porn and just anyway she told me um two maybe three months ago now like uh that she's too old to be tucked in and i was like no no (laughs) what do you want me to do with that information and that has morphed into i mean she's already like you know go to pick her up at school and all the kids come and some of them like sprint to their parents and like, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's like got to assess who's Mm -hmm. watching before she gives me a little half hug. Um, and then she has, you know, if I like, if she's tucked, if she's already in bed and I come in to say good night and I come over and give her like rapid fire kisses on Mm -hmm. the stop it. I'm like, nobody is around to see it's just like uh-huh. anyway yeah. um and then of course um she very much um admires looks up to uh oftentimes emulates her mother mm-hmm. so it feels like you know not that it's a tug of war yeah. but i'm like it was it, don't be so far that way <laughs> we're fine yeah, yeah. um but yeah she is uh um She's something yeah. and, and, and being, you know, a firstborn and then having a sister, uh, mm. there were plenty of times where I felt like, or have felt like, um, I'm being punished for the, she, I mean, she loves her brother and they're buddies, uh-huh. but, um, but she, he just for four years, he just, whatever she wants is, is I'm fine with that. And I Aww. respect and love her. And then, you know, I've seen her treat him ways similar to way that I treated my sister mm. as a kid. And it's just like, mm. oh, I would take it back if it would make a difference. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Um, I'm going to shut this real quick. Okay. Um, so how did uh, mom and dad meet? Do you know? Your mom and dad. My parents? Oh, um, I think they met at a New Year's Eve party. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that was the story. And then dated very slow slowly okay like dad would uh call my mom up and ask her out on a date like once a month oh wow for a while okay yeah 
Uh, she didn't really think it was going anywhere. And then he invited her to be his date at his twin brother's wedding. Okay. So she's like, oh, oh. It's a little bit of a leap. This is, this is like a relationship. Right, okay. Right. I was not on that page, but I can get there. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, he... I think they dated for I don't remember how long, um, but he proposed on her birthday, December twelfth. Okay, so still in that December, yeah, yeah, yep, kind of thing. Um, and they have been married for t- how old am I? <laughs> Thirty? Nope, forty something. Forty something years. Wow, I think. Okay, and here locally also, or they they live here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, when you were young, did they were they folks that put on music to listen to in the home? Sometimes, um, it wasn't like like thinking back. It's not something that I'm like, oh yeah, we always had music playing in the house. My, we had, you know, I think music in the car. Um, I mean, I remember a lot of like tapes being played in the car, um, but I don't remember like much radio. Okay, or anything interesting? Yeah. Um, so nothing uh, that would eventually spill into what you were into as far as stuff that they liked? Probably not. No? It was okay. mostly It was mostly Christian music. Okay. Like mostly like Christian radio, uh, Bible verses on tape kind of stuff. That kind of tape. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was, a, it was a whole thing when I started to listen to secular music in, in <laughs> elementary school. Wow. That was a whole thing. And and is that still how they roll? Or are they still pretty high on the kinda. Christian? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of. But and is it is that part of your fabric too? Or are you like, it's whatever? I, or did you shun it? Or um, My Christian faith looks very different sure. than it did um, when I was growing up. Okay. So I went to a private Christian school okay. growing up. Um, and, you know church and youth group and all that kind of stuff um and then went to public high school here in Kansas city shawnee mission east um starting as a sophomore are you in are class you... of 93 hey lancers oh six okay yeah i was gone for a minute yeah, yeah. I, I did a whole other k through 12 after i graduated yeah. before you were <laughs> anyway um so yeah went to went to public school for the first time as like a 16 year old you know, wild. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, why the switch? Money. It was okay. too expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids are in private Catholic school, mm, so mm-hmm. high school is around the corner, and yeah. we've it, it's not it's been not, cheap so far, cheap. and it's going it, even worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that and had I, to be a it bit was, of a shock. It kind of was. My best friend that lived across the street from me, like, always went to public school, and okay. so I had a close friendship with her, and so I had. Um, like gotten to know some of her friends, so it didn't feel too bad going in because I I already kind of had a group of friends right um, built in. But I'm a very um very much a people person. Okay. I'm very much I uh, I call myself a recovering people pleaser. Oh, good. Um, That's so. a good thing. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with pleasing folks, but if that becomes yeah. sort of who you are. You need boundaries, though. Dial- you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boundaries are great. Um, so that's something that I've kind of been learning uh, since then. But I think that best friend across the street was definitely uh, an uh, influence into um, some of the music that I listened okay. to as a as a preteen, young sure. teenager. Um, and when I, too, would record songs off the radio I onto a cassette tape. I, mean, <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that. Yes. Like, <gasps> 
forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd have to time it just right because you're like, okay, they're going to play. They would like announce what song they're going to play. And you're like, okay, got to get it all ready. Sometimes. Ready to hit record. Yeah. And then they'd talk. Yeah. And you're like, stop it. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> this is not what I wanted this tape to sound like. So. Um, yeah, you're yeah. in this position because you do have the skill and you are clever and you jive with whatever format the radio is broadcasting. Mm-hmm. But cut your voice from right. the song. Don't, don't overlap because that doesn't, you lose don't. cool points every time for those of us sitting. Right. I don't want that on my tape. Uh, um, so you're, uh, you're, Christian path has looked different than theirs. Was that what you were saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely (laughs) it would be peculiar. I think if, if you just followed, you know, precisely the, you know, it's gotta be different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I say there's a lot of unlearning that's happened. Okay. Okay. So, um, I, I mean, hated. So, I really, I really only went to Catholic school for first grade, mm. and then through eighth, second through eighth, maybe longer. It was CCD, mm-hmm. so it's like uh, evening um, faith learning class. Oh, okay. For those of you Catholics that are no longer attending private school, okay. Um, and it was just like, God, I don't. I mean, you know, don't want to do this at all. Um, and then. Uh, Eventually, uh, you know, we would we would go to mass. Um, we wound up pretty quickly going to Saturday mm. evening mass, okay. like five p.m. Okay. Get it out of the way. It's like what a weird way to, <laughs> and dress was casual. Oh, that's um, nice. So we go from that to like ultimately talking our mom into leaving at communion. So it's like we get we you know do the thing, but then we're we don't need to listen to the last ten to fifteen minutes and catch the song and just and then and then eventually we wore her to like she would be in our you know bedroom doors screaming Uh, if if we made the commitment to go to saturday evening mass and then bailed for Mm. social plans or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like okay well now we're going sunday morning and eventually she just wore down and gave up Mm. and then um i in college i'm like unlearning you know Mm -hmm. detached curious about the upbringing um and have sort of come full circle to um recognize that there is um like there's some interesting social justice and and charitable and helping Mm -hmm. um so i i don't know where i'm i'm in but i'm out yeah um (laughs) and and i'm i'm glad that uh um I'm glad we're exposing them yeah, yeah. Um, so that at the very least they can say whenever the time comes, it's not really for me or it is and I'm going to continue. Mm-hmm. And, and anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of rigidity, I feel like, um, that was a part of religion and faith and Christianity mm. growing up mm-hmm. um, that I don't personally align with anymore. Um, like... Sometimes I can see, you know, the heart behind something, but then how it actually played out in real life being super harmful. Um, and so learning to kind of find maybe more of a middle ground on some of those kind sure. of things. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But, um, but yeah, don't, I don't listen exclusively to uh, Christian, Christian music anymore. And yeah. 
<laughs> it's mom i can't find a car with a cassette player anywhere <laughs> so yeah. they didn't do like uh amy grant or oh some... oh yes amy okay. Grant. okay amy grant twyla paris uh point of grace okay um gosh what were some there was ones? a there was a rock outfitter uh mr mr do you remember them? I remember the name. Okay. I remember the name. Um, their biggest were Kyrie Laison and then Broken Wings. Uh, that sounds familiar. Okay. I'm okay. sure I'd recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Amy Grant's Christmas album is actually still my favorite one. Okay. Because it's right. just so nostalgic. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's you can't you can't unlearn that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so then where do you wind up taking your first step down a you know carving out that musical path taste of your own like is there a first album that you heard with a buddy or bought or in, uh was a hand-me-down oh i think my first album was that i purchased probably with my own money was nsync's self-titled album no kidding yeah okay <laughs> um and Back what when you had to choose a camp between like backstreet boys and you you could appreciate both but you had to plant your feet solidly in one camp i was an nsync girl okay I also bought the Backstreet Boys. Sure. But that, so pop music was definitely my first right. intro into like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I love this. Right. So listening to radio stations that mostly played pop music. I also listened to a lot of oldies. Like okay. Oldies, oldies 95 Heck yeah. was my jam for a long time. Yep. A long time. Um, my, when my folks split, uh, my dad moved out and one of my mom's sisters moved in and just hmm. strangely uh, they went. So we're living at 83rd and Lamar. Okay. And uh, my kindergarten was like one block. John Deemer? No, oh. it's, it's been a, it cl like it actually, when, when my, my kindergarten year ended, so did that school's oh, run. So it's you been shut a, it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, like a, a Jewish community center of temple of sorts oh, okay. for a very long time. Okay. Um, My preschool was right over there. Okay. Bethany Lutheran. Yeah. Right off Somerset. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, That's so yeah. my aunt moves in and they, she and my mom go and buy basically matching vehicles okay. together. <laughs> 81 pair of 81 Toyota Tercels. Mm -hmm. And uh, my aunt coughed up the extra $200, whatever to have FM radio. Oh, my oh. mom did not. So we had, uh, so she had the fancy 71 version. WHB, <laughs> which is what would become Oldies 95. Oh, so right. like, I mean, and it, you know, I don't think we ever changed the station. Yeah. So by the time I'm, I don't know, seven, like I've got all the words to all the oldies songs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hardwired in. Yes. And yes. I, I mean, they were, I loved them. Yeah. I absolutely loved I the too. oldies. Yeah. Um, and in, in fact, I only, uh, since, since starting this learned, um, I always thought WHB was the, were the call letters. Mm -hmm. uh, world's happiest broadcasters. Oh, that's precious. <laughs> Why? Because they're playing oldies for people. I don't have any idea, but that's my guess. I've I've always liked music that like, m well, not always. Sometimes I like music that makes me sad. Most of the time, I like sure. music that makes me happy, and I feel like oldies is definitely for sure in that category. Um, in sync's <laughs> biggest. Hits were. I'm sure it was Bye Bye Bye. Okay, from okay. No strings attached. Now, who did uh, I knew that I loved you before I met you? 
in sync. Okay, I thought so. I yeah. thought so. Which uh, I'm pretty sure at one point I wanted that played at my wedding. <laughs> so did my mom. Like I moved back uh, to KC area in 2000 and it was it was out. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. aware really because I was in a small town in Colorado. Um, but she was, but I moved back f- to pursue a relationship, and uh, mm. she was like, "Let me take you to tar- Target or what?" She bought me some things mm-hmm. for the house, and she was like, "What do you think about this?" And I was like, "Turn it off immediately." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no. I think that this will be the song." I'm like, "Turn oh, it off!" Like, and it's not terrible, but just who I was then. Totally, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Boy, man, dude." Yeah, yeah, no. Um. I mean, my I made my sister uh, light her uh, copy of cassette copy of Hanging Tough, New Kids on the Block, on fire. Oh no! <laughs> my mom's, you know, because she had it and loved it, and I talked so much shit, and eventually she started listening to different. She's like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Let's burn it," you know, which was silly, but let people enjoy what makes them happy. Exactly. Um, even even Taylor Swift has a has a quote about like not to not to say you're the worst kind of person, but like the worst kind of person is somebody that makes another person feel bad for the fact that they enjoy something. I've definitely been guilty. Of that in the past. <laughs> I'm sure we all have. Yeah. We've all been pretentious at times yeah, about things. I, but <laughs> I, if somebody could have, if I could have, like at 16, opened a fortune cookie that said "Don't yuck the yum of others," I would have been like. Oh, I guess I'll, I'm going to be this right. kind of person. But instead, I walk right, this way right, forever. Like, I'll mind my business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when people tell you to mind your manners, that's part of it. Yep. Don't be. Anyway. Um, how about shows? Are you a concert goer? Do you have a first show? Memory? I enjoy I enjoy concerts. I, I feel like I don't get to go to as many as I would love. Sure. Um, first concert? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think I I think my first concert was uh, <laughs> that I can remember. It was the Presidents of the United States, and they played in a parking lot in Westport, across the street from what is now Charbar. Okay, it was yeah. free. I yeah, could, I crowd surfed, and it was like the I was going to say ever. they're like uh, uh, oh my god, slightly heavy, like yeah, yeah. slightly punk. Yeah, this is this was high school. Yeah, and it was so fun. I mean, was it was it hot out? I don't remember. Okay. I was, wow. I was like 16 or whatever. So Wow. Um, I went with friends and I was like, this is great. The heck yeah. I uh, When I moved back, I started working um, on the corner of uh, Westport in Pennsylvania at a place called McCoy's. R.I.P. Right? My husband used to go to McCoy's every other Monday night with two of his best friends. For because $5 they had the- pictures, yeah, yeah, yeah. burgers, yeah. and pizzas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I every week I was like, did you bring me back two slices of that pizza? Right. Yeah, did I you? was. I guarantee For you I've cooked his meals yeah. on more oh. than one occasion. 100%. Um, but oh. so. We still have a McCoy's glass. No, I've got a handful of them. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- that's where I met. My kid's mom. Uh, we had our uh, rehearsal dinner there. So you were a chef there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to tell. I'll have to tell my husband. And uh, I mean, I love that. We brought like, I think the only beer options at our reception were like we had a tons mm-hmm. and tons of growlers. Yeah. Um, with whatever. Um, but so like, back in the direction uh-huh. of Charbar uh-huh. when I was in yeah. high school, and would come back for Thanksgiving and Christmas break, mm-hmm. uh, Mill Street, Mill Creek, 
Brewing Company. Oh. Was so it was like, yeah, yeah, Kelly's, uh-huh. Pizza Slice, yeah. and then Mill Creek. And yes. that was like, I forgot what was there before Charbar. Guaranteed. Well, well, Charbar took over the Beaumont Club oh, space. Oh, down even further. Which, okay. Mill Creek, Mill Creek, they, and they might all be the same okay. address. Nevertheless, Mill Creek was uh, the place to go if you were not yet of age. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but like college-ish just yeah, yeah. kind of counts. Um, but yeah, uh, and then, you know, eventually uh, I, I would see a couple shows at the Beaumont Club. Um, and and there, yeah, mm-hmm. there was always outdoor parking lot functions yeah. going on. So we, we may have crossed paths Perhaps. at some point. Yep, that was that was my first one. Um, so thank you very much for being here. Yeah. Um, we have a special uh, woman and her art to talk about, but uh, you were kind enough to give me some records of a non-Taylor Swift variety. Yes. We'll roll through those real <laughs> quick. Um, and if we approach them in uh, chronological order of release, we start in 2003 with Give Up <sighs> by the Postal Service. Yes. Um, and they're coming. They are. I'm so really? excited. Okay. Yes. So for this their 20th is 20th anniversary. This is the only record they ever put out. Yep. Um, so, 10 the, tracks, 45 minutes, electronic duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are these? So ben Gibbard is the lead singer of both the Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie. Ah, uh, no wonder it sounded so, familiar. Yes. Um, so it's uh, and they're they're like both coming. I don't I don't know that I that they ever performed like that they toured um, because Ben Gibbard was touring with death cab who I did get to see in high school. Once. Okay. It was amazing. Where? Uh, I don't even remember. It was wood floors, white walls, small stage. Huh? I don't remember. Interesting. <laughs> um, but I loved the postal service. Okay. His other band. Yeah. Um, there's a song, Such Great Heights, and okay. it plays in part of uh, the movie um, Garden State. Oh, really? And I had a hyperfixation with that movie. It was like a, you know, Heck yeah. cult following. I would play that movie so often. Um, my my roommate in, in freshman year of college and I, we would... <laughs> We would track how long it would take us to complete art projects because we were both art majors mm. by how many times it took us to get through Garden State. Really? So we were like, oh, that was a three Garden State project. Now, <laughs> I think that I've only seen that once and change. Is that the movie? Like there's a there's a, a romantic. Mm-hmm. Bo- okay. Is that the movie where the boy lives with his dad and the dad says, um, his his birds and the bees talk is like, um, let's see, uh, uh, having or making love is like eating Chinese food. It's not over till you both get your cookies. Is that that movie or no? I can't remember that line okay. from it. Does it's, the boy it's Zach Braff and yeah. Natalie Portman? He goes back home for a funeral and he's like super depressed. Mm. And then he meets Natalie Portman, who is the encapsulation of. Uh, the term manic manic pixie dream girl. Have okay, you heard that term. I have not. She's quirky and weird oh. and fun, and she's listening to the Shins, and oh. she you know shares her headphones with him, and then he like comes back to life basically cool. through. So does he live with his dad? Her. No, he like lives on his own. Interesting. Okay, well like, it's it's like Garden State, 
Almost Famous, and there's another one okay. that sort of have this like same uh, vibe. Well, uh, appreciation for music. Okay. Because Garden State has a heavy like music is an important yes. piece. Okay. Yeah. So it must yeah, be that third third movie that I am huh. failing to recall. Nevertheless, yes. you would measure how yeah. long you're where 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 is college for uh, you? K State. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hear uh, that veterinarians mm-hmm. uh teachers yeah. uh don't hear art too often yeah and maybe that's just i haven't been exposed to folks that have done it but that was that was an intentional like i'm going here for this program um <laughs> or did you if i'm honest i went more for the vibes okay um it was kind of it was between KUK State and then this other small school in arkansas that was actually like it was a christian college and oh. it was, like it was kind of what my Mom and dad. Like, here's a here's a great option. Would you look at that? Look at that one. <laughs> um, and I was bound and determined to like KU best because all my friends were going yeah. there. And I'm again big like I want to be where the people are. <laughs> to quote Ariel. Right. Jesse. Right. Um, and so I I really thought I was gonna go Ariel. to KU. Yeah. And you know hang out with all my friends. And I my mom's like, okay, well we're we're gonna tour all the schools and you're gonna figure out which one is gonna be the best fit for you not based on anybody else. And I was like, mm, that's going to be really hard because I make all my decisions based on what other people do. Um, but this one I made for me and it okay. was the best decision ever. Um, so now, KU and K-State both had decent art programs. Okay. The art building at KU depressed the hell out of me. Oh, really? So that was part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, vibes. I, yeah, the vibes. Um, so then touring K-State, um, everyone was just really friendly. I really liked the campus. I it was one of those. It sounds cheesy. I'm like, I could picture myself being here. I could hey, picture my, my ca- life here. Super. Uh, there's a lot of value to that. Yes. So um, I started off in graphic design and then um, changed my major to ceramics. Actually, okay. so I have a bachelor in fine arts ceramics. Okay. From K State. Nice. Um, as a dental hygienist, let me tell you how well it's served. No, yeah. I. Um, tried teaching. It was not a good fit for me. And okay. then the only paths forward were either to market myself as an, an artist, go into production pottery, or to um, keep going with academia and either like get a, you know, go to grad school or there's different residency programs. And again, I chose not to kind of because of the vibes. Um, the people that were in those art programs in higher academia were not my people. Okay. <laughs> Talk about pretentious. Well, I mean, I, I, you you could talk about that, but I think you could also talk about uh, a level of self self awareness for you, knowing that at a young, you're still pretty influenceable and malleable, yes. oh, very. even if if you're like nearing the end of getting your undergrad. Yeah. Um. So that, I mean, kudos to you for so. being like you know. Um, it's not. It's not going to be a fit. It's uh, so I. I really thought I would enjoy teaching. I tried it at a small level, just at a community arts center, um, the year after graduation. I hated it. Which did not require you to get uh, no certify. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I can do this with a bachelor's. Um, did not enjoy that. Okay. So then I was like, okay. Um, Maybe other career options. Right. Where is it? It's around here somewhere. <laughs> and as a weirdo, I've always loved getting my teeth cleaned. Okay. So I, one day, you know, shortly after that, I asked my hygienist, I was like, hey, do you like your job? She's like, oh, yeah. I love my job. It's great. Oh I have, you know, I got two kids. I never miss a soccer game. It's one of those, like, I, I go to work, I do my job, and I can leave. I have a fair amount of independence. Like, um, 
And then, you know, I love my patients, you know, you get to know them. And that was something that I really thought I would enjoy. I'm like, ooh, I'll get to like build relationships sure. with people. Um, even if it's every six months, right. you know, like if you like your dental hygienist, you you probably will like tell people about it. Like, oh yeah, I really like my hygienist. Like, I really like my chiropractor. Yep, yep, <laughs> it's a good dude. Um, so yeah. So now like- swerve. I, I mean, very, very high percentage here, like high 90s, if not 100% uh, of folks that I know that uh, either I knew them when we, you know, when it was time to go to college or I met them later in life. Mm. But it feels like everybody that goes to K-State, like, just loved them some K-State for the rest of their lives yeah. and look forward to visits mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, support the athletic programs and, you know, uh, are eager to, to talk about it when it comes up, yeah. you know, where are you? It's a, it's just a happy place. Cool. Like driving into Manhattan, there's really nothing else like it. It's also a really great two hour drive from Kansas city. Sure. So being able to like listen to music yeah. on that drive yeah, yeah. It's been, or, or audiobooks, whatever. It's a, it's a good little drive. Uh, you know, it's it's just a really happy place. Cool. Yeah, my Very best cool. friend still lives in Manhattan. So, oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. So getting to like you know go visit, which isn't ever as freaking as as we'd like. Right. Um, it's always like oh I get to go back to Manhattan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. Never I'm... a big sports gal, but sure. Like sure, I I've been known to get excited about football. Okay. Every now and then. Well, I mean, <laughs> not, uh, not too much, but there, you know, it's it's hard to talk. Uh, K State and Manhattan, and not have football be in part almost part of the same breath. Right. But their basketball program has been very exciting to watch over okay. the last five, six, seven years. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's um, there's a, uh, a KU um, trash can in the corner over there, and when I, I acquired a bunch of memorabilia <laughs> like that, uh, all in one, like my dad worked at this bar and it closed and it a bunch, I guess got a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, uh, when the big eight was oh, yeah. really, really, um, there was just, for me, there was just sort of this sense of pride in having, you know, uh, the Midwest kind of be dotted with, you know, some powerhouse basketball programs that could, hang yeah. with east coast west yeah. coast, whatever uh and then you know the landscape changes and it becomes the big 12 and I, now i can't even keep track of who's where <laughs> um but when i see like a, a baylor or a k-state you know somebody here in our hub that when i see their basketball program elevate mm -hmm. I, I always think it's cool yeah, so definitely. um so strangely uh, six months after the release of Give Up mm -hmm. uh, by the Postal Service, Final Straw comes out. Yeah. Same year. Um, and this is, um, what did I say? Eight of, I can't even read my own writing. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Third of seven for them. 12 tracks, 44 minutes. Uh, Scottish slash uh, Irish folks. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, I didn't... It didn't listening yeah. to them. I I didn't, and then I looked, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> such a good album. What? Uh, tell me about your introduction to these guys. Oh, 
I don't even remember. I'm I'm sure it was either some one of the songs played on the radio mm. and then it you know probably it just grabbed me. Um I I remember so this was this was um late high school for okay. me. Okay. And I remember um feeling like I wanted to know you're finding yourself. You wanted to know yeah. what you like. And I remember that this was one of those albums that I'm like, I like this. Mm. And I kind of don't care if anybody else does or not. Other people do. Sure. Um, but just playing it, listening to it on my like, well, lock me in or disc me in, whatever I had. Um, it just felt soothing. Mm. And it felt it felt peaceful. It felt like an escape. Um and I, I think I also felt cool when I was listening to it. I was right. Like, I like this band. Cool. <laughs> and do, do you remember, did somebody turn you on to them? Did you hear, come across them by happenstance? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now. But I think they were probably just in that same, like, death cab for Katie kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Jimmy Eat World. Yes. Another one. Yes. Musical click. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I think I was probably listening to a lot of like 96.5 at the time. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, station. Yeah. Now you, across our correspondence, uh, kept referring to your age over and over again. <laughs> uh, and we have uh, some, you know, I was very surprised at uh, recording songs off the radio by cassette. Um, do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit? Uh if it's not Scottish, it's crap. No. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you watch SNL? I did not. Okay. I uh, did not. There were many things I was not um, sure. permitted to, to watch in um, my I, I'm life. pretty sure it was Mike Myers. <laughs> okay. Um, and it had a, for such a, you know, sort of a one leg, one dimensional yeah. skit, uh, it had a surprising shelf life to okay. it. And it was, <laughs> it was a bit, it was literally. Uh, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> and so, like you know, whatever the scene, like they're at the park or they're at the dinner table, and in just anything and everything yeah. that comes up, if it's not Scottish, <laughs> it's crap. So anytime I see, you know, Scotland or Scottish, yeah. I, I hear You're that like, voice. Oh, oh. Um, so, so not crap is is what I'm getting. At. Right, right, right. <laughs> First right. Snow Patrol. Um, Great. So, yeah, that that fits that they would be uh, sort of in that mix. The other thing, uh, prior to learning where they're from, I I see uh, snow, uh, you know, snow patrol. I see the word snow as as part of an artist's name, and I immediately go to the white rapper, um, informer. It's probably for the best. (laughs) That yeah, you, I don't know what that is. Um, but it was like, uh, you know, so when I'm roaming the halls of uh, Shawnee Mission East, uh, you know, Vanilla Ice was ginormous, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah. And then uh, Third Base came out and they, uh, I think they called theirs the Cactus cassette, the Cactus album. Um, but it was... Um, and, MC it was Pete Knight, not Pete Nice. God, no, I'm I can't even think of their names. But but they were like, and then you had House of Pain, who you know who they are. Mm. Jump, big, big. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably <laughs> there's one other House of Pain song okay. that some folks might know. But anyway, House of Pain was okay. Let's just like, you know have some 
legit hip hop. Uh, and, and then third base was they, their, the cactus album was for sure legit. So it's sort of like, uh, vanilla ice was the only white, you know, and it was, it was such a, 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 a lean away from actual rap oh, okay. that it was kind of like, yeah, Oh yeah, God. Yeah, and like, then, no. and then third base kind of pulls us back in just a little bit. So you say white rapper, all I can think of is Eminem. Well, that's that was so far to, down the road, you know. Um, I enjoyed Eminem. I did. But so then Snow comes out, and he had uh, I don't know if he put this out more. Another rapper. Yes, yeah, Snow, okay. Snow okay. the white rapper, and okay. he had like okay. uh, I seem to recall like fuchsia tracksuits and just you see you're like Cringe. oh god oh. <laughs> Uh, did you see the effort third base did to sort of bring us back and you just pushed <laughs> us um and set us back a bunch but it was uh it, it was a catchy number um but after every uh every other line in the refrain he would say something along the lines of i lick you boom boom down which was just oh, yeah no <laughs> And it was like Mm-mm. it it fit in the flow, and it's like catchy, catchy. Oh, except for that part. Mm-mm. Anyway, I yeah. see. I saw. I was like, oh, sh- oh no, Snow Patrol. No, Snow, no. we're safe. We're safe. <laughs> no. Um, but more or less. Um, I mean, I feel like I've heard of the Postal Service. I had not heard of Snow Patrol. Okay. Um, right. However, if we move uh, to your next one, yeah. 2005. Ah, oh, yes. Speak for yourself. Imogen Heap. Im- Imogen. Is that the... <sighs> Imogen. Imogen Heap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is a name that has always been out there, but I like, have never plugged in or <gasps> even circumstantially. So f- until I pulled it up to listen to, I thought that that was a band and the band's name. That's fair. And it's like, yeah. oh, shit, that's a... This is yeah. a person. It's a, yeah. a lady. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and where is she from? I feel like I... Oh. Um, I can't remember now. Me either. Nevertheless, second of six, 12 tracks, 49 minutes, a pioneer in pop and electropop music and started writing songs at 13. She's awesome. Okay, so how did she land in your lap? I think I I got into Imogen Heap. It was either late high school or early college. Um, I'm sure it was probably either a friend played me a song or I heard a song. I don't, I don't know that any of the songs would have been on the radio. Well, hide and seek might've been yes. on the radio. That would have been on the radio. And just the, like the technology of looping, um, like beats and sounds and, um, and kind of playing with them and twisting them was something very new to, to my ears. Okay. And I, it made my ears happy. Right. Uh, <laughs> So the whole, her whole album, this one and the one um, after it, I can't remember the name of the album. Um, they were just big repeat okay. for me. Nice. And they just kind of like got into my Front to back. Bloodstream. Oh, no yeah. skips. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Just, or, you know, I, n- none that stand out is like, oh, I didn't really like that one. Mm, but Very cohesive albums and sounds. Sure. Um, and I, I don't know that I was paying much attention to the lyrics but going back and listening to them as a you know a grown-up right uh, <laughs> listening to to some of the lyrics and the ideas that she uh tackles um i just love the way that she that cool. she does it and today if you put this on does it still 
provide a significant yes, amount yes. of joy for you. Actually, I as it. I after I like, I, it, it took me a long time to think of specific like you know life changing albums or albums that were really meaningful and impactful. Um, I went through and of course made a, a Spotify playlist of like, mm. all of my favorites, nice. and I titled it Nostalgia. Oh boy! <laughs> and I was like, oh, this makes me so happy still. So just one of those. And so, so Imogen, um, collaborated with, uh, Taylor on a song that's on 1989 clean. Yeah. If you listen to it, then listen to Imogen, you'll, you'll can, you can hear it. Now you mentioned hide and seek and I have in my notes that, um, there's a, there's a, an auto tune vocal piece that runs through it. And it's like, I've heard that I've heard this done by like, in some other song, mm-hmm. and it's like I just can't quite access what it was, but oh. it's very, very familiar and very enjoyable. Um, By her, th- yeah, the hide and seek. Is it aha? Uh-huh. That was another. It was a really popular one. On oh, I don't album. know if it was oh. by her. Oh, okay, the, okay. the song okay. that I'm thinking of. Okay, but that it's it's sort of like a an auto tune vocal loop in in hide and seek. Uh-huh. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, and it's yeah. like. Um, God, I know this from somewhere, but I just can't place it. Anyway, I thought it was a cool record. Uh, yeah. And, and that might have been one of my, it was definitely one of my highlights. Yeah. Um, so, Ugh. last but I'm not like least. I'm looking at all the song titles. Right? I'm like, oh, that one's so good. Oh, right? that's so good. Oh, the moment I said it. Mm. So good. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we jumped two years ahead from that one to okay. uh, what even, I say? even If It Kills Me. Oh, yes. I don't think I printed the correct artwork, but... Uh, no, this is it. Well, I thought it was it, and then I, w- I was seeing more caricature-like depictions of the couple. Oh. Like... Uh, this is what I had on okay, my perfect, iPod. Perfect, Okay, So this nice. is what I associate with <laughs> Uh 36 with for them, 13 tracks, yeah. 43 minutes out of Minneapolis. Uh, work Rick Ocasek uh-huh. of the Cars produced that partially some of this cool they toured with blink 182 why is this uh, a special one for you um well i loved i first listened to motion city soundtrack in high school their um their previous album there is a song um the future freaks me out okay <sighs> so good it like it it felt like it captured the essence of what it felt like to be 18, 19, and not know what the fuck is going to happen in in your future and freaking you out um, in a fun way. Um, And Everything is All Right Mm. was another song off their previous album that... I I might know that one. I just, everything is all right. Tell me that you're all right. Um, And I loved, loved both of those songs. So I listened to that whole album lots. Got to see them Mm. um, once in college. They came to, I think it was the Granada in Lawrence. Oh. I think it was there. And you made the trek up from Manhattan for yeah. the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Wow. And Did then, you tell mom and dad you were doing that before you left? No, I was in college. <laughs> they I know, just teasing. <laughs> they did let me go see Death Cab in high school. Okay. They let me go see them. All right. So they were uh, um, apprehensive about your non-secular musical choices, but then- yeah. Relaxed a little bit. The, yes, on many things. Cool. On many things. At first, it was like no, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I, I okay. Right. We'll we'll see how this goes. Trial run. Yeah. We'll trial run. Yeah. It. <laughs> um, but this album came out. Um, in two, was it two thousand seven? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. See, in my 
in my head where it fits in my <laughs> where it fits in my life is 2009. Interesting. And I um I had gone through a breakup. Oh boy. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's and that's like. You're out of high school. Yeah, this was college. So, was, yeah, as you no, said earlier, adult yeah, yeah. relationship. Yeah, well, I didn't date anybody in high school. Um, I had one serious boyfriend in um, in college okay. that we we dated. We broke up. We got back together, and then broke up for good. And it was a two year. Okay. Thing. Okay. Um, and I remember there were some of the songs off off this album that I would just. There, there are a number of like songs and albums, um, Taylor's is one of them, that I felt like helped get me through the breakup in that it like captured a lot of the ways that I was feeling or just like specific lyrics um, and then two catchy tunes. Right. Um, and I think for this one, like last night, uh, last night I fell in love without you. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my voice is... No, no, no. <laughs> She is shot. No. Um. Oh, this is for real. Oh, man, I'm just thinking of like, like just putting putting my you know headphones in my little like white air not AirPods. What was before AirBuds? Buds. Yeah, with Air the buds. white with the white yeah. string, and just like turning it all the way up and just like walking through campus and like feeling my feelings. Right. You know. <laughs> now, so, so that you, was one of them. You had um, awareness of uh, several tracks from their previous release. Mm-hmm. And then this comes out. Mm-hmm. And then the whole album is no skips for me. Okay. Yeah. I still to this day really, really love that feeling of um, discover an artist. They really are your vibe. You yeah. jam with them, but they've been around and now you got to play catch up uh-huh. and like learn all their stuff. Yeah. And if that sort of seed grows into like a really really big thing mm-hmm. and and they're still putting stuff out and then new stuff comes out and you're like yeah ready for, like i love that yes it's so yes it, whether the the record winds up being amazing or mm-hmm. mediocre yeah. or, or your your final chapter with right. that artist right. it's still really cool to know that they're you know out there doing the thing and the, the final product is in your hands yes. and you get to consume and enjoy it um it- yeah, I feel like for all all of these artists, well, except Postal Service, obviously, um, like I love more than one of the albums, but having to narrow it down to like my favorite of theirs, mm. these are the ones that I picked. Okay. But like Imogen Heap, I love all of her stuff. Stone Patrol, yes. Motion City Soundtrack, yes. And then others kind of in that genre. We talked about Death Cab for Cutie, yeah. Jimmy Eat World. Um, I was also, I was also, kind of, I went through an emo phase. Okay. Like not I hardcore. Mean, it's that's but not a. Huge surprise, yeah. given that, uh, you, you like, uh, like dashboard confessional. Okay, you know. Okay, um, but they, I didn't like love them as much, so they're they're not sure. In the top. Now, if there's a common thread, uh, amongst the oh Paramore, how did I forget about that? Anyway, sorry. Seven or eight <laughs> records that you gave me, mm-hmm. I would say that it's pop. But where it deviates is sort of uh, a, l- a little electronic, a l- electropop, as, as, as I mentioned. Uh, so that's not a, a big leap to see yeah. that, there, that you w- walked around in the emo outfit yeah. for a little bit, which is, which is great. <laughs> I mean, um, but the real reason that you're here, Ms. Taylor Swift, um, you are uh, 
at, as far as I can see, tri- triple represent. I, oh, oh, you just wait. Okay, okay. all we right. Got, we got friendship bracelets. We got a Swifty. So I saw necklace, the Swifty. Uh, phone case. Can I? Oh, have yeah. a closer. Oh yeah. Phone case. Uh, <laughs> I got stickers on my water, and this is my 1989 cardigan. I. Where did that come from? At uh, Taylor's website. Okay. It was okay. A, like an exclusive, available for 72 hours. No kind kidding. Of thing. Yeah, it's got sequels on the back. Oh man. I know. Nice. <laughs> Now, it looks like uh, all 10 yes. records are represented on the back of that case. They are. But then I chose a, a pop socket in 1989 blue. Very nice. To, and I was like, oh, I can switch out that for each of the, the re-releases. So you've got phone case. You've got friendship bracelets. Oh, you've got oh and Swifty I, have a, necklace. I have a snake ring, too. A snake? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then your... Um, your your beverage vessel yes. is covered in stickers. Yes, a friend gave me all these stickers. Very nice. Love it. Now, <laughs> what kind of introduction are we talking about for you to okay. like the? I mean, was it a love at first sight kind of thing, or were you like kind of aware of her and that she's an artist, and then later, like, what what is that? Okay, out that storyline look like. So I'm. I'm kind of an OG Swifty. So I I have loved Taylor Swift and her music since the release of Fearless. Okay. So I, 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 I'm not OG in that it wasn't debut because I did, I like, I had a personal vendetta against country music. I was just like, I don't like country music, just kind of in a bratty way. Um, not for really any specific reason. I think I thought I, think I thought it was real twangy and yeah. I was just like, uh, I just yeah. don't like listening to that. Um, so knowing during her debut album that she was a country artist, I was like, oh, I'm not going to like it. So when her debut album comes out, you you have an awareness of her existence. I think so. Okay. Because th- that was it was 2006. Right. Right. Which would so have, that been, would have been senior year. You're so wrapping up over at yeah. uh, 75th and Mission. Yeah. <laughs> Heading off to K-State. Right. Um, and... I think I had an awareness of her at least at least by like freshman year okay. of college because, as I said, most of my best friends went to KU. Right. Taylor Swift's best friend went to KU. Really? Mm-hmm. Who's this? Do we Abigail? know? Abigail. It's the girl in 15, the song 15. That's not about her. It's not about Taylor. It's, well, it's about her and her. So she's like, um, you sit next to a best girl named Abigail and soon enough you're best friends. Okay. That's okay. an actual person. They're still they're still friends. She was just at her thirty fourth birthday party. Okay. Anyway, Abigail goes to KU. Um, after you know she and Taylor both graduate from high school, so maybe it was maybe it was more sophomore year of college. So okay. maybe maybe because I think it was right around when Fearless came out. Um, so my best friend loved country music, and she was trying to get me into country, and she did that through um, country artists that veered more pop. So like Rascal Flats, yeah, Dixie Chicks, and I was like, okay, I mean, Rascal Flats almost oh, I... has a little bit of bluegrass yeah, to them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also a violinist. Okay, so, yeah, I've, interesting. Yeah, I've played violin since third grade, and I've played classically. Still, in... yeah, right yeah. now today. Yeah, how many times a week do you pick it up? Uh, not like once every few weeks. Okay, type, type thing. But I played in orchestras all through um, elementary school, high school, college, and post. Just up until I had kids. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Now, so I was like, okay, Dixie Chicks, they're really cool. I really like that, the violin in there. That's really cool. And she's like, okay, well, if you like Dixie Chicks, you're also going to like this girl, this girl Taylor Swift. So I listened to Fearless okay. all the way through. And I was like, okay, yeah, I really like that. 
I really like they, that was because they felt it felt more like Dixie Chicks Rascal Flats. Fearless is the follow up to self titled. Yes, yes, it's her second album. Yes. Um, so, and 15 is on that one. Yes. See, um, I mean, I'm, as far as each album goes, yeah. I'm, I'm still many listens away from knowing all the lyrics and all the stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but t- 15 is one of those where I don't typically stick around because the vibe that I get is yeah. whoever the person is, like, you're, you should have you should have better known better. Yeah, kind of. You know, it's like Ugh, I don't know what, what's yeah. happening here. Fifteen's I, usually a skip for me. Okay, um, okay. But it again, I feel like it depicts the feeling of being a fifteen-year-old girl and like trying to find your place in high school, which is sure. overwhelming. And there's guys, and you know, you're just trying to make friends, trying to get through. You're gonna be here for a while, so you got to like find your place and figure out who you are yeah. in this setting. Yeah, that's kind of what fifteen feels like to me. Um, but yes, Abigail's a real person. So one and the time, song is about a, the, the way a dude treated Abigail. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I think Taylor as well. She probably you know dated. But the main story is kind Kay. of the um, you know she gave everything she had to the boy on the football team, and he changed his mind, and we both cried. Like that's the lyric from Fifteen. Which, Meaning he decided he wasn't interested in her. Yes. Okay. And, and breakups. Honestly, yeah. at any age are devastating, but especially when it's like, she's like, oh, I really thought I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. That's what Taylor's saying. So like right. about her own self. Sure. Um, but my friend that went to KU at one point saw that Taylor Swift was coming to KU to visit Abigail. And so she was like texting me pictures. She's like, look, I see, I see Taylor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So I remember that being like a moment for me of like, Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, she's a real person. She's visiting wow. her friend that she sings about in a song that I know. In a town That's that I cool. know. Yeah. yeah. And my best friend's there. Right? She saw her. That's hilarious. But didn't the, yeah. you know, uh, after her first game at Arrowhead, there was the picture of her and Travis in the license plateless car <laughs> going somewhere at like dawn. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then oh, the yeah. next day it was in the news that they were hanging out in Lawrence. And there was there after was, the first game they went to Prime Social on the plaza. Okay, but the next day, um, there were rumors that they were uh, and they there were, were in Lawrence, which I think is fun. There were um, I forget what restaurant. Somebody there was a, there was a picture of the outside of a, like a restaurant uh-huh. or a bar, and there was just a bunch of people standing there with their phone because they thought. They heard she might be coming right, there. Right. I don't think anything. I never is. saw any pictures of them in Lawrence, but I heard that right, they might right. be hanging out in Lawrence, which is kind of cool. Yeah. She said in interviews, like somebody one time asked her, she was real young when this interview happened. They're like, if you could go anywhere that you'd been before, where would you go? And without missing a beat, she goes, Kansas. I love Kansas. Wow. My friend Abigail goes to this. Anyway, it was, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, and Fearless for me was the album that like, first hooked me okay and it was also one of those albums that like helped through a breakup sure i remember playing it front to back multiple times driving to visit my um younger sister so this was uh, this would have been my junior year because my sister went to missouri state which was like Mm. you know two and a half Mm -hmm. hours the other way Mm -hmm. so i drove from manhattan to go visit her for a weekend so like you know, how four hours or whatever and just like playing playing fearless a whole bunch like learning all the lyrics like white horse forever and always you belong with me love story just fearless it's uh, it's it's a great album it's great 
So that's where I first got hooked and then, um, you know, was aware of and excited about and listened to each album following. Okay. But then, like, I don't know, something shifted for me in 1989. Well, hold on a sec. Um, do I have this right? No, I have uh, Speak Now. Uh, and and speak now is number three, yes. which comes after fearless. Yes. So that that's exactly what I'm talking about. So self titled comes out, you know, some kind of, but yeah, yeah. but but uh, uh, fearless, you you get dialed in. Yes. And you're a fan. You yeah. like I like yeah. this. But I was still kind of like, well, she's still kind of country, and I'm like not fully on board with country. And then speak now, it's it's labeled. As a country really? album, it does not feel like a country album. I, but it was like... Well, the departure for me... It's red. Uh, like, officially. When the she was like, anyway. self-titled to Fearless, the departure from country, and from one to two is huge to me. Oh, for sure. So by the time we get to this, I'm like, that's all... It's it's You can't erase your roots, yeah. but it, it's not really... I'm not really picking that vibe up anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you just talked uh, at great length about Fearless, mm-hmm. but Speak Now makes your top three it over does. it. It does. Yes. And so this is yes. 14 tracks, 67 minutes, number three. Um, I mean, 14 tracks originally. Right. And and so... 20 tracks now. Um. And you'll see this uh, when we when we get to your next one. But I I need to reprint and relist yeah. songs because I didn't. I had a, a decent awareness of Taylor's version uh-huh. before uh, installment one of this yes. series. Yes, and okay. now like, I mean, just this weekend, uh, my my the youngest of my three younger sisters uh, is saying like she wants to come do one of these mm-hmm. and um she sent me Swifty. well she is yes. she is but she sent me a song saturday night and uh-huh. it took me to uh the initial release version oh uh-huh. and i said uh-huh. time out um <laughs> if, if there's a taylor available put that on your phone and should... delete yes this and so uh, uh, I have some printouts that have uh, artwork from the original. I'll, I'll replace okay. them at some point. It's okay. Um, but I, I don't know if you picked up on this in uh, my conversation with Sophia, but I feel like this one gets talked about very little. And it's a, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm still becoming a Swifty. Yes. So I don't have yes. access to all of the, I may be wrong about that. Maybe um, you can I've heard them. I've heard both things. I mean, like... With each of the re-releases, honestly, I feel like, well, Fearless and Red being the first two re-releases, they and also not happening during the Eras tour, got way less hype. Um, right. And Taylor has voiced that like she didn't even know if people were gonna like support, be into it, or if they would just be like, why are you re-releasing your stuff? And she kind of was like, this is like a personal thing for me. I'm reclaiming what is mine. Right. And. I, I don't know if it's gonna if people are gonna support that or not. We'll find out, but I'm gonna do it. Um, and I feel like, especially, yeah, those first two did not get a ton of hype. So I feel like of the re-records, Speak Now got a lot of hype because there was hype the night that she announced it. Okay. In Nashville. Well, like this is coming, and then gave us the date. And 
I got to attend the Eras tour on the night that she. So it was July seventh. It was July seventh. Time out. Time out. Time out. For just for clarification, I meant uh, when I enter this world. Okay. Uh, you know, you need to calm down and love her. Was like, was where it hit me in the face, okay. and it's like, okay, I cannot. There's too much to ignore. <laughs> There's a lot of people that I, uh, whose content I consume, or mm-hmm. maybe I, I'm a fan of their, like, this is, I got to check this. And I'm like, this is, you know, and I remember, like, uh, for whatever reason, going at Cornelia Street the first time I listened to it, real, I was like, shit, dude. So yeah. if, if we yeah. can, we're removing okay. the notion of Taylor's version. Okay. Like, and I start talking to people. Yes. Almost everybody, 1989, a few people read. Uh-huh. Almost nobody's talking self-titled. Almost nobody's talking... Um, fearless. Uh, fearless. Yeah. And, but the, they're talking about those two more than this one, at least in the very tiny little circle that oh, I am in. okay. Now, okay. if you reinsert Taylor's version, the existence of Taylor's version. Sure. No, yes. But please, tell Just, me... About as, speak now as an album. Well, I I, like, I cut you off when you were just about to tell me about seeing oh, a show, and I that I hated good. to do that, That's but okay. I need to clarify. That's okay. So you got to see her when, where, what, what? I I oh. got to um, so in these in these re releases, um, she she has now twice announced I'm going to be releasing Taylor's version of this album on this date. Okay. So at one at was nineteen eighty nine, correct. But and the, the other was speak now. Speak now. Okay. So she announced the re release of Speak Now Taylor's version is going to be July seventh. That happened to be the day that I was going to the Eras tour. What was that in Kansas City? Oh, at Arrowhead. Yeah, you were yeah. at one of those shows. Yes, I was. I know. God. And then shortly after that. She announced that she was going to release 1989. Okay. Well, that was the last night of the American leg of the U.S. tour. Okay. So in L.A., last night of the American tour, she announces, I'm going to release 1989 Taylor's version October 27th. Okay. So they they were very quick. And then, so I think that maybe what people griped about was just the, like, length of time between those two. But it made it made a ton of sense to me. Whatever. Um original release of speak now yes yes so that was 2010 yes yes and that is when it began to be cool to hate taylor swift Uh, i don't enjoy this particular lane but it's a conversation it has to be had yes um i want you to talk about that but i also want you to talk if you could Mm -hmm. help me because i haven't gotten there yet um speak now original versus taylor like what are some key some differences? Yes. <gasps> or things that you like. Oh or... my God. Okay. There's some specific moments that <laughs> I have a, I have actual, I have footage of a friend recorded me listening to Taylor's version on two specific songs that I was unspeakably excited to listen to now that her voice has matured in the way that it has. So one of people's main gripes about her that she addresses on Speak Now is that she her vocals um, were kind of weak. In, in Really? Yeah. That's a thing that people talk about? <laughs> her whole song, Mean, is about a critic who would tear her apart for any little thing, including, and not, not limited to, her ability to sing. 
And there, there were instances, especially when she was performing live, when she was very young, that you could hear that her voice was just not fully as strong as it is now. So, yeah, she never lip syncs. No, right, but I, I think there are times when maybe um, a portion a, here and there is like dimmed. Okay, but like sure. Just to like, you know, maybe help some of the background vocals come back. Or when she's like being really dancey in a song. I'm like, sure. I can't imagine you actually singing like, like there are certain songs in Reputation in the Airs Tour. I'm like, she's like down on the ground and like doing this. And I'm like, how would she actually like sing like your body, like your diaphragm? Um, but no, but no. Okay. She, she now, sang, when she sang live, sometimes there were some pitch issues. I'm going to throw out, throw this artist out. Um just because it's an easy example, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know the actual truth, uh-huh. but just to keep the nice round number, a, a, a name we can all identify uh-huh. with, Janet Jackson. Okay. Okay. Um, that is what she did and does on stage is not for humans either seated or standing upright playing an instrument or even just a vocalist Mm -hmm. where that is, you don't have to divide or compartmentalize your focus. Mm -hmm. That's your one job is Mm -hmm. to sort of now. So then you move to say a Janet Jackson or a Madonna or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like the level of physical fitness and, um, um, stamina, energy, Mm -hmm. uh, so many things that go into this performance and and now singing is is a, is a kind of a small part of it mm-hmm. and so it, it makes like when i first learned that some folks would do that i mm-hmm. was like how could you yeah. and then it was like outrage i get a little bit older like 18 months older and i'm like whistling a song as i carry a basket of laundry up the stairs and find myself winded i'm like yeah. oh that's how huh. that's how yeah um, so for the three hour and 45 minutes, I yeah. mean, yeah. if she doesn't hit every note perfectly and you, that's, you want to, yeah, but this, and so when speak now came out, that was one of the bigger critiques about her was that, oh, well she can't sing live. Okay. And so the song on here mean is about, there's a line in it. Um, you'll be drunk and rambling on about how I can't sing and people will have stopped listening to you. But I'll still be here. Nice, like very nice. She had, she is so self aware mm-hmm. of like what is being said about her, and it, you know, to, sometimes to the detriment of her own mental health. As I would assume, <laughs> like I was like, I haven't googled myself in a while. Like I don't, you know. Hopefully I have the luxury, she never does. Yeah, 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 I have the luxury of not being super famous. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine the kind of things that anybody in any sort of limelight would have to deal with. Um, like the the thickness of your skin the strength of your backbone to be able to deal with these kind of critiques like every single thing about you being picked apart and you're this old yeah well uh I, i've brought this up a bunch on here but um uh tom segura stand-up comic mm. who uh his sort of uh network of podcasts that he either hosts or is on or is part of um t- has brought this up a lot in just in conversations and um, recognizing that when somebody insanely famous comes across as weird to us, 
it's because uh, they don't have regular old folks <laughs> interacting with them all day, every day. Right. It's all the people whose existence is to support this person Mm -hmm. so literally zero people are treating them normally right so how would they know they don't know what normal is and you know to your point uh having the level of self-awareness she you know i don't i haven't seen a whole lot of you know uh content or clips or whatever of her interact walking around in her normal life but Mm -hmm. she seems pretty grounded yeah all things considered i mean really does yeah um which is awesome in and of so, itself. But like, yeah. Original versus yes. Taylor's on on this one uh-huh. for you. Highlights. Okay. There's a, there's a note in Long Live, which is one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm actually wearing a Long Live bracelet nice. right now. Um, and by the way, <laughs> I too am wearing... Um, my Christy Smirchek yes. Badass Records friendship bracelet. We gotta have, I, we gotta have friendship bracelets when we're talking absolutely. about Taylor. I feel bad that I didn't bring them. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm helping you in the becoming of I the Swifty, and that's, I love it. that's part of it. Um, so there's a note in Long Live okay. that it's like it's like four minutes thirty something seconds. Anyway, it's she just it doesn't hit quite as hard as you want it to. It just feels like she didn't quite have the power to to nail it. Okay. Um, and this is in like the recording of, you know, the original version. So listening to the re-record, I was waiting the entirety of the song to wait her, to wait and hear her just nail that note. And she did. And wow. I was like, I think I probably started crying. Oh my gosh. So is that, is, <laughs> is the hitting or the not hitting of that note in that song, a mm-hmm. thing you had talked about with other or read somewhere, or was it just a personal thing for you? No, it was a personal thing for me. And then she hit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then, so to make it even more like what feels like meaningful for me, um, the original set list of, uh, the Eras tour mm-hmm. did not include Long Live. She, without preamble, added it to the set list during the Speak Now section on July 7th. I fell down onto the floor. No way. I, di- I was a puddle. Wow. Because I'd been hoping for that one because I'm sure you know she does like surprise songs at each of her concerts. Uh-huh. Like she does one on guitar and one on piano and you don't know what they're going to be. Oh, okay. I didn't and- realize it was that specific. Okay. Yeah, so she's okay. like, welcome to the acoustic set. Sometimes she'll give it a little speech. Sometimes she won't. Um, but knowing that it was like Speak Now night, I was like, oh, I anticipate songs from Speak Now to be. Because Taylor's version Speak Now release is announced the night of the show here. Or do I have that? Uh, it was announced in Nashville. Okay. And then Speak Now, like it was released onto Spotify at midnight on July 7th. So um, a friend actually flew in from Colorado to come see it with me. And we started playing it. So it was, um, you know, Eastern time or whatever. So it was like 11 p.m. on uh, July 6th. Okay. Gotcha. So we started playing it on 11, at 11 p.m. And we listened to the vault tracks. And then there were a couple songs that I was like, I really want to listen to like this part. And that was one of them, the okay. long live moment. Because okay. I, I was like, I got to listen to this long live and see if she like fixed this note. And she did. And the other one um, that just the, the power in her vocals that is now present at whatever, 33, that was not present when she was this age was haunted. And it's got big old emo vibes. Okay. And I love it. I love <laughs> it so much. It's in my top 10 of songs. And um, 
there were just, you know, just some like lighter feathery vocals that mm. she like just has the power now. Like okay. you can just hear the difference. Interesting. And then the vault tracks. I loved all six of them. Okay. Um, I can see you. Mm. It just like crawled into my bloodstream and my body and just set up camp forever. So, you know, as somebody who most of my life has been a lover of the idea of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, so here it lives mm-hmm. in this little, uh, and there's records that are, you know, I know the wor- all the words to every song. Mm-hmm. I, I could, uh, you know, yeah. airplay every, um, and uh, there are albums that are no skips and there are mm-hmm. albums that are like, man, I, I want, my heart wants to love this album so much, but I really am only about three songs and there's 10 or 11. So if this record is hardwired in my brain and then a a release comes out uh, with vault tracks, like, I don't know what to do with that. It's weird to try to place them into the context of both her and myself. When it was originally released, I'm like, so you actually wrote that back Back in like would have been 2009, uh-huh. you wrote that song and you, it didn't make the cut. And, but, but that's some stuff that you were like thinking about doing, feeling, and then it being cohesive or not with the rest of the album, maybe playing into why it didn't or did or didn't make the cut. Um, because now, she's very mindful of the, the package. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. okay. That, that, brings up a question for me yeah um so uh the taylor's version comes out mm-hmm. and she has gone so if if the original version has uh well um let's say for this one 14 tracks mm-hmm. um she's re-recording those 14 but then vault tracks those are from the set the original session no oh no, those but, but, are those are but, newly. But they recorded. were written. They were written as a collection and didn't make the yeah. cut. and maybe okay. had rec- like okay. she'd like done demos of them or whatever. I'm I'm not sure. I would love to know more details about <laughs> sure. that. And um, two of the vault tracks uh, have featured artists. Okay, and um, it's very telling of like who. So one of the featured artists is Haley Williams from Paramore. Okay, on the song Ca- Castles Crumbling. Okay, um, and then um, another one is Fallout Boy. Mm, yes, the, yes. Uh, in Electric Touch. Mm-hmm. And she was really into both of those artists at that time. So it's fun for Swifties to, to like speculate who might be featured on certain vault tracks of re-release songs. So that conversation might look like, hey, I was really into you at the time I wrote this record and now I'm re- do you want to come feature? And Maybe. There- well, and Haley Williams is going to be on tour with Taylor when she's in Europe here okay. next year. Okay. So she's going to be opening for, for her. Like they've been friends for quite a long time. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So. So they're newly recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But added to the Taylor's version. Okay. So. I want to take a quick break and hit the washroom, but when we come back, I want to know about Colorado Friend and about acquiring tickets and about the show, (laughs) so in case I forget. Sure. Okay. 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 So, uh, who is this Colorado Friend? Um, Her name's Katie. Okay. We've been friends uh, since college. Okay. So, uh, uh, KSU alum as well? Yes. Okay. But 
but grew up in Colorado. No, she she oh. grew up in Wichita. Okay. Um, and then she went to grad school in um, D.C., okay. Georgetown, and then um, got her Ph.D. in Boulder. Dang. set up camp there. Wow. So PA, been, I mean, if yeah. you want to do four years of undergrad in Boulder, <laughs> that's not cheap. I can't imagine what doctorate school. Right. But you guys have maintained yes. uh, a years-long yes. relationship now yes. and, and share an affinity for T-Swift. For, for many things. Many things. Okay. Many things, Taylor Swift being one of them. Uh, I see some some Chronicles of Narnia on, yes. your, on your bookshelf. She yes. and I originally bonded on a spring break trip that my now husband invited me on when we were like first dating. Oh, wow. And I did not know a ton of other people uh, in this group that um, that was going on the spring break trip, but I knew her through some mutual friends. Um, and we bonded very strongly cool. in, on this Colorado trip. Okay. In, so in Colorado. Nice. Um, to ski? Uh, yeah, we did some some snowboarding, some skiing. Okay, okay. Um, we bonded over Harry Potter and Chronicles of Narnia. Nice. She had brought a hammock and we strung it up between two bunk beds and we sat in this hammock and we like took turns reading Voyage of the Dawn Treader to each other. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Yes. Very cool. We still enjoy much of the same literature. Okay. Fantasy <laughs> being a good a, a good connect. And then um, now Taylor Swift. Okay. So. I, I have to pause there and I haven't, uh, what I'm going to say is as much as I know. Uh, about this particular topic. Um, but uh, there is a thing that circulates and lives within the uh, Catholic community in some parishes, and it's called CHIRP. It's a kind of a crummy acronym. It stands for Christ Renews His Parish. Okay. So somebody saw, the, it's like, if we juxtapose two letters, we can say. <laughs> anyway, the point of it is that, um, and I, I really love it conceptually for this reason, uh, is that oftentimes when families' youngest child finishes eighth grade, they see a big uh, detachment from between the family and the parish because mm. now their focus is else because Catholics mm. K through eight. So now it's okay. Now mm -hmm. it's our life is Rockhurst and St. Teresa's mm -hmm. or Bishop Meage, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. And yeah, may, maybe you still go to mass, but you are a fraction as involved. And so, um, the way that this works is there are retreats, mm -hmm. weekend long retreats at the parish mm -hmm. and there's one for the men and one for the women. And, and so if you get talked into attending one, mm -hmm. the hope is that then your group of attendees puts on the next one. And eventually you kind of hit everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so your group will have roles assigned and, and there's a, a sort of a, a, a spiritual leader um, that, and so our, mm -hmm. my group's spiritual leader, uh, it turns out is a huge C.S. Lewis fan. And he has written so many other things beyond uh chronicles of narnia oh, and just yeah. novels and oh, like yeah. a lot of it is rooted in catholicism uh -huh. and like there i have again i don't know any more than what i'm saying right now but it is always because he would share you know read something to us or print something out and it always felt like it was a really well-intentioned articulate way of connecting just life out there yeah. in the world as a human and and Catholicism or spirituality mm -hmm. yes. yeah, and it yeah. made it feel like 
oh, you know, we talked about some of that kind of unlearning or distancing yes. from yeah, what yeah. you're, and it's like, oh, this is, I can definitely walk back into this uh-huh. and feel the, I like the way that, the, you know, so yes. yeah. the whole point of that is to say shouts out to C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yes, yes. I was just talking about um, his book, The Screwtape Letters with a friend oh, of mine recently. that's a fascinating title. Oh, it is. Okay. It's a, see if I can give a short synopsis. It's a um, senior demon who is writing letters to his nephew, like a junior demon. And I think his, the junior demon's name is Screwtape. Um, and he's like training him on how to fuck with his human and like make Whoa. him believe this. Whoa. It's great. Cool. It's really great. So that's layers yeah. right there. Okay. It's one of those. I'm like, oh. Nevertheless, anyway, you're on yes. this hammock yes. sharing, reading. Voyage of the Dog okay. Shitter. Okay. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And, and okay. And so, so we've then. We've been friends since then. Okay. Now. Um, she flew in to come see the but, but, Aeros tour with me. But. When there had to be an on-sale announcement, and I'm sure you were dialed in for what that date was going to be. It didn't make it to general sale. It was all pre-sale. So you had to sign up with Ticketmaster to try to get a pre-sale code to okay. buy tickets, and I did not get one. Okay. Um, I So the day that the pre-sale was happening, which is like the Ticketmaster Great War that people talk about. I, d- I remember in the Time article, I think the Time article talked about Ticketmaster crashing. Yes, yes. What, what's the difference between that and this great war? That, that, that's it. Okay. That's okay. it. So certain people were given um, pre-sale codes, which meant that they were going to be able to log into Ticketmaster, buy tickets to the show. And are we assuming was, that the way in which you are getting a code is, is you random? A verified fan. You had to sign up to be a verified fan. I think trying to deter bots and whatnot, like people that are just going to like resell the tickets. Obviously that still happened. um, But I think it was their attempt at making sure that people that want to see the show are the ones buying tickets. Sure. So I signed up, I had my husband sign up, didn't get a presale code. So the day that the presale is happening, I'm texting every friend that I know that that got a presale code saying, can you add two tickets on for me and my friend that's flying in from Boulder because she wants to come see it with me in Kansas City. One of my friends, Ashley, I love her so much. Shouts out and to Ashley. Shouts out to Ashley C.S. forever Lewis and ever. C.S. Lewis and Ashley are the only two folks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Katie. Who right, and Katie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley had a couple friends that wanted to come as well, but she was like, yeah, I can, I can try and get five seats together. So you and your friend, Katie, me and my two friends, and Ashley got us seats what in the what, pre-sale okay so when the day of this uh the code is coming yes. uh, that was back you, in november 2022 okay and yeah. are you supposed to be you're obviously supposed to be a parent on that day but are you supposed to be at work are you did you carve how did you make yourself i was i was at home that day okay i was not i was not working that day okay i remember i was working the following day which there was another pre-sale moment happening and you had to be uh you had to have a capital one credit card what yeah there was because it was like that was a it was a tuesday and then there was the second pre-sale day with capital one and i tried to I, i've logged on my for my computer at work and yeah. just had it running in the background yeah. to see yeah, if yeah. i could get it um and actually my boss's wife she was calling up to the office, um, making sure that she could get pre-sale tickets on that day and that her husband, my boss, wasn't going to be too mad 
that she was <laughs> spending all of this money. Sure. Um, but anyway, she got tickets. They were better than mine, but it's okay. I was like, now, I got tickets. When you found I'm out fine. that you got like, wh- where were you? What was... We were we were pretty up high. Um, no, no, no. When you oh. got the news, so she oh, says I'm... yes. I'll add two. Yes, yes. But that but that's not a guarantee. At that no. she's just going to do the thing, and then you have yeah, to wait. She had to wait all day, and like it, the queue said there are two thousand plus people in front of you, and then I think it's it was maybe like 4 or 5 p.m. that day that the line started shortening for everybody that I was texting. Right. Because I had a few sets of friends that yeah. were trying to you know, get tickets. Um, and they were like, it's it's not happening. There's nothing happening. I'm in, this, I'm in the queue. I'm in the queue forever. The queue is never going to move. And then eventually, like, yeah, 4 or 5 p.m. that day, it starts moving. Um, and so then when she's in there, she's, she's texting me. She's like, I keep adding seats to my cart and they keep disappearing by the time I go to check them out. Um, Cause I had told her, I was like, I'm willing to spend a little more. I don't know if you are, but just so you know, if, if you need to spend a little bit more, spend a little bit more. I just, I want to get tickets. And she's like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. Um, so she gets five seats in a row. She checks out and she's like, we're up high, but I got tickets. And I'm like, I don't care. Thank you. <laughs> were you super, super stoked when yes. you, I mean, cause like, yeah. uh, I had like this much of awareness that it was going. And then it's like, I remember hearing something about yeah. Ticketmaster. Yeah. And then what I saw were, uh, was a lot of content of upset folks. Yeah. Like the, a lot of people, the didn't. one that sticks out the most is this gal. Uh, she's like sunbathing on her belly, like in her yard. Uh-huh. And she's just been doing this for who knows yeah, how yeah. long. And finally, refreshing. She's got fucking and the phone bounces into the pool (laughs) i saw a couple of bits like that where people are so upset that something else happens as a result of their upset so to be on the end of or in had to be it was great and i felt bad for people that didn't uh there was actually one really well done um parody that um some girls made to i think I think it was to Antihero, which is a mm, song off Midnight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, about not that, getting tickets. Uh, it was on TikTok. It's me. Hi. Yes, I'm, I'm the, the problem. problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think they were like, you know, it's you. You're the problem. It's you, Ticketmaster. <laughs> like, but they did a whole song to it. It was great. Nice. But I felt really bad um, because then that means you have to try and find tickets from somebody. And then there's the whole, are the tickets real? Are they not? Was that, um, were there, were there fake ones going oh, on? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I know. I know. Were there, I wonder if people got turned away at the gate because they thought it was legit. Probably. That probably happened. And actually, when we got up to the gate. Something wasn't working oh, with no. the codes. And I was like, our tickets are legit. We got them in that pre-sale. <laughs> we ended up getting in. It was fine. Right. But that moment of panic of like, what if our tickets aren't real? I'm like, they have to be real. They have. There was no transfer. <laughs> it was just Ticketmaster to my friend's account. It all, it worked out for us. But I felt, I did feel bad for people that didn't obviously get to go. Yeah. Um, One of my all-time favorite TikToks is, uh, uh, it's a real short one, but it's like uh, POV. Uh-huh you can't figure out what is happening to your couch cushions. And it's like, every time she comes in the room, like all of the vertical couch cushions are, are flopped down and there's like, they're kind of smashed. <laughs> and she, whoever it is has got this adorably cute doodle of some kind. And she walks in the room and, and the, the dog is just like, you know, I can't figure out what's happening to my, and the, the dog like 
rotates its head from like facing forward on the arm of the chair to like looking over the back of the chair oh. as she's walking in and she and so the, it's every time she leaves the it's room me and hi <laughs> i'm the problem it's me it's like oh my god I love it's it. so adorable i love it anyway yes you something's got, not working but you get in got in our You're outfits up high. were our outfits were popping okay it was we actually we we got there pretty early because we thought it was going to be absolutely insane um but we got it like driving in wasn't too bad um and then we just we picked up some food and ate that in the car had a couple drinks in the car sure. we we're like watching this parade of just beautiful women and their you know some of their boyfriends or men yeah. or whatever yeah. um just walking in it was so it was so fun now these were friday saturday shows right yes and i what, was there friday you were there friday yes um now, I know I mentioned this in, in the first uh, go around of this, mm-hmm. but uh, I learned after the fact that there was a Thursday was a merch day. Yeah, you could, be, but it, the people I had a friend went, that went up. I mean, did that. that's a that's an operation. I just bought mine online. Well, which is but. fine, but that's I mean to commit <laughs> yeah. the the energy and the all the to anyway yeah, uh, and then also yeah, the the other piece is that I really felt like the city was just buzzing yes. for like a week yeah it was leading up while and yeah. then after and it was like this is crazy cool it was similar energy to 2014-15 when the royals were yes did you like just electric everybody's yes. like <sighs> yeah it was great yeah the energy I, uh, was something else i sure. i am guilty of occasionally going back and, and watching the occasional clip from from that the that run um primary yeah. i mean like well, uh, Tyler has uh, he had. I'm pretty sure he still has um, a, a shot, a framed shot of Hosmer stealing home, <gasps> yes. and all the Mets fans in the front row behind <laughs> are like, "Oh my god!" You know, uh, but for Is that sure, it up there, a little bobblehead. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there's no sad Mets fans in the background of my bobblehead. Okay. I can picture them. There you go. I can there picture you go. Sad Mets. But that's a that's a great comparison, uh, uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, food, drinks, go in, and and is this the only time you've seen her? No, you've seen her before this. I have. Okay, well we gotta. I know we gotta backtrack. Yes, I, I got to see both the 1989 tour and the Reputation tour, which was also at Arrowhead. Seriously? Yeah. She'd been at Arrowhead twice yeah. for different tours before this one. Well, she was at, I think she was at Arrowhead for the Speak Now tour as well. Okay. Which I didn't get to go to. Okay. I was newly married and super broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ticket, ticket acquisition experience for these other two shows, I different? Got, yeah, I got lucky. Okay. I had a friend whose boss, or her her husband worked works for some big company mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and they have tickets to like give to people oh. and she you know pulled pulled in a favor and for both of those shows yeah yeah Dang, so okay. i got to be on the floor for 1989 which was at what was sprint center it's now t-mobile oh, okay not it? it was an arrowhead for no. all of them okay no. so 1989 was uh i got to you know she called me day of for that one i didn't think i was gonna get to go she called me at work and she's like hey what are you doing tonight <laughs> and i was like nothing why she's like well, you're you're gonna come you're gonna come see Taylor with me because Justin got his tickets and I was like, oh my god! I start losing my mind at work. My coworkers are like, what is she? What's going on? So that was incredible and uh, a huge surprise. And then um, for Reputation, I bought tickets um, 
but then she upgraded us. She okay. was like, sell those. Hey. So I got a suite seats. So okay. I got to see reputation from a suite at Arrowhead. So, which was um, amazing. 1989 is 2010, 2014? Uh, 2014. The album. Yes. The tour was 2015. 2015. Yes. And then Rep- Reputation was so 20... 18. 18. And the tour. And then 19 was the... Oh, I'm sorry. Say so, the... Reputation was released in 2017. Okay. The tour was in 2018. Okay. Uh, so T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. And then... And then Arrowhead. And then Arrowhead. And then Arrowhead again. And then Arrowhead again. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> for more seats, but it was great. <laughs> it was oh, so great. Are the three experiences insanely unique? Uh, is there a little bit of overlap and commonality? I mean, in that it's it, the overlap and commonality is that they were all spectacular shows, Kay. and absolutely, it blew each one blew my mind. Kay. Like 1989, I had never seen I had never seen a show like that. I remember after seeing it, describing it to people, I was, I was like, it was like a Broadway show and a concert all in one. She's got these costume and set changes and like the whole thing seems to like kind of tell a story and just the like the showmanship of it all yeah. was mind blowing to me. And then um, Reputation was even bigger. It was even bigger. I mean, she had these freaking blow up snakes that came out of the stage at one point, and uh, that's it was... the that the album art uh, is that the origin story of the, the that's the first time it becomes part of the fabric or no the snake yeah so so the snake was actually her, her co opting what the Kardashians were tweeting about her they were tweeting about her that she was a snake right but so but, then she like but the the snake being visible. Uh, um, first comes into the fold with that with uh, the look what you made me do music video interesting yes okay so she's like sitting on a throne and there's like snakes climbing up okay it. yeah interesting yeah interesting and also like before reputation came out i think sophia talked about this she she wiped her instagram it was t- totally blank there were three images and they were like parts of a snake and then right. she drops reputation yeah so that yeah um, these like giant inflatable snakes cool. coming on stage. It was great. Now it was great. Like th- it's, I mean, it, amazing that you had those experiences. And like I, as much as I like, can you know the excitement is almost almost like I can imagine being mm-hmm. there, but uh, but st- there's no way. But. How do you, after, you know, how do you go to any concert by any other artist ever with an unbiased mind and walk out of there and, and honestly say, you know what? That was great because great has been right. You know, is this making (laughs) sense? Okay. I mean, I also, I think you can also, you can appreciate what other artists are doing differently if maybe not as just not to the same level. I mean, I'm not going to go to the Death Cab Postal Service concert and expect a Taylor Swift show. You know, like, of course not. But you can't fully strip the whole, uh, there's, you know, if you want to keep it simple, uh, devil and angel on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be the teeniest of whispers going, I mean, it's not a Taylor show. Like, yeah, you can't knock that off and just be like, Okay. Well, yeah. Like even earlier this year, my um, my husband and I went to go see Cirque du Soleil. 
okay. at T-Mobile um, with some of his friends from the gym. Um, and leaving, he was like, that is the best live thing I've ever seen. And my immediate response was like, well, you haven't been to a Taylor Swift show. Did you say that? Yeah. Out loud? Oh, yeah. What, did he, what was his reaction? He was like, well, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he's, he's heard me talking about right, this. Right, right. A long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, and so I definitely had high expectations for the Eras tour. And I I tried to avoid much of what was out there on social media because you can watch a live stream of every single show. Okay. I could, like I avoided looking at what the set list was so that I could go into it with yeah. um, just as, un, you know, unknowing what was going to happen as possible. Right. But being on social media at all, especially TikTok. Right. Like, and it was like, oh, well, I kind of want to see what the surprise songs are. So then like looking up what the surprise songs were for each show, then kind of by process of elimination helped me determine what was on the set list based on what she wasn't playing as a surprise song. Gotcha. But I'm like, well, I'm never going to see that surprise song. So I might as well watch that. And then the more I did that, I was like, I'm figuring it all out. It's fine. Nice. And you'd see pictures of her costumes because she posted all on, on Instagram. And I'm like, oh my God, they're all so beautiful. Right. Um, but even even with all of that, it was still the best show that I've ever seen in my cool. life. And probably always will be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what she will do next. Have you watched the Eras tour yet? Have no. you watched? <gasps> no, I know. I know. The girl, uh, my daughter and uh, friends, and uh, yeah. they, I, I think they had like a theater situation yeah. to themselves. Nice. You know, so whatever. Fun. But it was like uh, when the, the one of the moms that was driving. Mm-hmm came to pick up my daughter she's like do you want to i have an extra ticket and i was like dude i mean what am i what am yeah. i gonna do with him like oh. i if i would have known i would have for sure made arrangements yes. well you can you can rent it now right on. right and i will but and yes I'm, I'm i'm hoping for and it'll uh, have some of the songs that got cut for the right movie, right like long live uh, yeah, I, I want to do that on a night where yeah. it's just her and I. Yeah. So. Oh, I took I took my daughter to to go see it. That's actually also been a really fun thing about loving Taylor Swift is now seeing my daughter yeah. becoming a Swifty yeah. as well. Right. right. Um, and she'll like you know when we're I I do play a lot of music in our house. Much of it is Taylor. Sure. Because. She and I both enjoy it. My husband loves Taylor Swift. Um, and so I have a, a Spotify playlist for her. And every time she hears a new song that she likes, she goes, add that to my playlist. Oh, nice. Add that to my playlist. Well done, Mom. And I sing um, I sing a Taylor Swift song to her before bed Aww. every night. And it'll it'll like rotate and it'll sure. be one for quite a while. And then she'll switch to a new one. Um, right now it's uh, Don't Blame Me okay. from, Rep- from Reputation. Okay. That's, okay. that's her bedtime jam. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which is super fun. Um, so, yeah, taking her was real fun. Did we? I feel like there yeah. was uh, an avenue that we went to go down, and then we pulled back. Was it the cooler than? Was it the time where it was cooler to hate? Oh, did we? Did we talk about? I don't know if we talked about. Okay. That. So that's kind of when when Speak Now originally came out. Okay. It was it was cooler to to hate Taylor Swift than than to love her. And this comes about because. <sighs> The patriarchy, I'm going to say. Okay. Um, you, and you mean that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Can do. you help me understand? Um, pitting successful women against each other is a tactic that has is a tale as old as time. I so mean, Back to that quote that's not oh, yours. I know. I was like, I like that. It's not, 
Maybe I've put that out there. I don't know. Um, so pitting her against other successful women was a, a tactic widely used by the media, um, saying that she was annoying. Was against probably the other number... successful women. Yeah. What is the? What do you gain if you're if you're victorious in this pitting? Mm-hmm. What, what do you? What does one gain? Just fine now. By just besides besmirching yeah. your. Re- I mean. Yeah. Okay. Just, just making her not. <laughs> Not acknowledging her success, not acknowledging her talent, not acknowledging um, the work that she's done, just demeaning it, diminishing it. I mean, that's... It's like I'm trying to... Uh, is there like a, a, a political advance or is there some money moving in the back? Like, there has to be... Like, why? I mean, I you know what I'm saying? Because it... I don't know. Because it works. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but the, the number one thing that people were saying about her during... During the first, like, I think five albums is all she ever does is date guys and then write songs about them after they break up. Mm. She's annoying. Okay. She can't sing live well. Sure. Um, She's, like, she's just, like, not that great. Just, okay. And if you like her, like, you have bad taste in music. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and that continues. I mean, that's a narrative that you will still hear. Like when she started dating Travis, the first things that I was seeing people posting about about it was, oh, well, he's gonna get a breakup song written about yeah, him. I saw that. Like, too. oh, you better be careful. I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck up. I mean, I just shut up. I just uh, my best friend from Colorado brought his son, and we did like a dad son uh, Chiefs game for. Um, the bills, mm. which we lost. Okay, and uh, it, 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 there was. Uh, I I thought you were at least a little bit dialed into Chiefs. No, not so not, much. Okay, not really. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, but uh, there was a really. I'm more aware of the Chiefs this year than I ever have been. I'll Fair. say that. Yes. Even I know they won the Super Bowl. Right. Last year. Right. Yes. And they made it the year before that. Mm. They won it. I don't know. They've been to three of the last okay. four. Cool. And nevertheless, there was a really uh, wild, zany play that happened late in the game. Uh, and it, I mean, th- they trailed the entire game until mm-hmm. there was a minute and change left. And they made this play happen. And it, like, the place went bananas. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it was like, there was a flag and we couldn't figure out, we didn't have the TV to like tell us what was going on. So we couldn't, nevertheless, uh, Travis made like, uh, I mean, Patrick, Patrick yeah. had it. He, he, uh, he blew up and, and oh, yelled. Oh, this is the one where it would have been a touchdown yes. and then a flag. Okay. I heard about that. Yes. So Patrick blew that. up at the refs. He slammed his helmet. He said some stuff to Josh Allen after in their Ooh. exchange. Yeah. Not, I mean, just that he couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, came out and said, man, I, I got to do better than that. I was heated. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, kids are watching. I've got to be a better example. The only thing I will say is that that play was legendary. And I hope mm-hmm. when they roll Travis's Hall of Fame highlights that they include it, even though it didn't yeah. happen because yeah. the penalty nullified it. Right. You know, the next day you see, because Taylor was there, mm-hmm. you see a a picture of her making a, a, a frowny face of sorts. And it's like, when you realize you have to write a, a, 
a song about the refs or a breakup song <laughs> about the refs. I was like, good yeah. grief, guy. I, yeah. We get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's... So she's got these knocks, yes, you know, early on these, that you still see. Yes, these narratives that have been said about her and they're tired. Yeah, they're man. That's real, what I'm saying. I saw the ref tired. thing and I was like, cute. Uh-huh. Good job. Uh-huh. You can tell me a chicken cross the road joke oh, after this? Oh, so good. <laughs> Try harder. Do better. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, But, yeah, and then kind of that continued through both Red and 1989. Um, So, like, she has never come out and said, I wrote this song about so-and-so. But people kind of piece things together, make assumptions based on, you know, context clues. Yeah. Like, dear John, sure, that is a letter that, you know, you could write to a man at war just to, like, break up with them. But you also dated John Mayer, so we're going to assume. Um, and sometimes she references her age in certain songs. You know, yeah. so so people piece things together. Regardless of if she says, this song's about so-and-so, people kind of figure it out. Um, and she, do, like, there's nothing wrong with living your life and processing your life through songwriting. Or any other kind of art. But people are going to, like, <laughs> people are going to bitch about it. Yeah. And they certainly do when, yeah. it, when, it, comes to, when it comes to Taylor. Um, and so, like, 1989, she is at, like, peak. Oh, oh, are we getting to it? Here we go. Original art, which I do not hate at all. 2014, but she is the, the uh, I've, I've always loved that it's Polaroid style with yeah. the initials in the year. Yeah, I've yeah. Never, never loved that the face is cut off. Yeah. And then uh, uh, interesting choice of photos. And it's like, yeah, you... Interesting that you chose that photo, and also interesting is that I can't really articulate the way in which you look cute in it. <laughs> it's like goofy and awkward, and uh-huh. not the you know, I'm I'm nobody to say not the best, but I, I also can't stop looking at it of the of the Taylor's version. Yes, it's also the only album cover art that she's smiling in. She might be smiling. Like- with the with evermore yes <laughs> we'll never know i know i know but you can't see her like big toothy grin right in any other i also she just love looks real happy uh lover it's uh-huh. not a smile oh, with the heart but glitter but heart the way eye. the portrayal of the face is like, like looking down and she's got the blue yeah tips. yes yes i'm mm, i love it that. i love it anyway yes uh 1989, 1989. fifth of ten so it's yes. the halfway yeah. point to today's yes uh, uh, 13 tracks 48 yeah. minutes and in my mind uh the opposite of uh speak now in that as i begin to meet swifties uh-huh. and talk to swifties 1989 is almost always it tops for folks really in mind yes oh yeah. not in like my circles it, it's almost become oh. uh you know uh, uh do better you know like cute you know that yeah. kind of thing like oh. oh you like 1989 too who doesn't oh oh no 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 okay so in, in interesting Sw- in swifty circles okay it's it's usually it's <laughs> i've in my swifty circles yes it's reputation okay folklore or evermore those are like ev- the favorites like the popular favorites. Interesting. I remember when I f- went to my very first Taylor Fest, which we can talk about those too. Yeah. Um, I um, 
we, we started by like getting to know each other. Like I knew a couple of friends um, and we were all going to this show together, Taylor Fest. It's a party for Swifties put on by Swifties. It's literally just people filling some sort of uh, venue and a DJ just plays Taylor Swift songs and we all sing and dance our hearts out. I've been to three of them and they're awesome. So the first one I went to, I was getting to know the other friends of my friend that had invited me. And we, you know, went around, what's your favorite album? How long have you been a Taylor Swift fan? That kind of thing. Um, and I go, unpopular opinion, it's 1989. And they were like, okay. Mm, <laughs> damn, I felt that from over here. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I love it. I know it's got many of the most popular songs. It's the most awarded album. Sure. But it got overplayed. Okay. And so it, um, I mean, it's kind of tied with Red for number of like being overplayed and people are really? like oh my god that song on the radio one more time oh Ugh. well i mean i don't i don't listen to the radio <laughs> yeah. so i don't have that yeah well it was like you know playing at work and stuff and sure. so there were there were a few songs on red that i was like oh my god okay i've heard it i've heard it really yeah interesting yeah like i love it yes but of course then i needed a lot of space for yeah. it yeah um and so, like, Shake It Off is on mm. 1989. It's my I'm least skipping, favorite. I'm skipping that. I have to be in the right mood right. to listen to Shake It Off. Yep. Um, but four of the songs on 1989 are in my top 10 of Taylor Swift songs okay. total. And it's the first show of hers that I went to. Okay. And it, like... Do we get to know what, what four of them? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so I'm like, where's my playlist? Uh, Wildest Dreams, okay. Wonderland, okay. which is um, is not listed on here. It was uh, there were three other songs that were like a deluxe version that yes. she released, so not vault tracks, right? Like they were originally right. released. Um, Wonderland, which okay. is one of those, um, out of uh, out of the woods and style. Are we out of the woods? Are we that? Oh God, that one style I would have to hear to place it. We never go out. Style. Yes, you of got course. A James Dean Day Dream. Oh yeah, that's a it's, great it's freaking such song. A banger. It is it's such, such a, a good song. Um, she's got that red lip classic thing that you like, and that is like what started me wearing red lipstick. That oh, okay. song, I'm not okay. No lie. Um, and I just loved. I loved. I there's. A, mm, I'm trying to think if there's any skips. There's a couple skips on Speak Now for me. Um, I don't. There are a few. There are a few 1989 songs that I have to be like in the right mood Fair. to listen to. Fair. But um, and like New Romantics, one of the deluxe tracks. It's so good. It should have been, in my opinion, should have been the biggest single off the album mm. instead of Shake It Off. But I get why. I get why they picked Shake It Off. Like there are yeah. so many like it's... strategic moves that she has made in her career where it's like she knows what's going to play well on the radio. It's not this. Like she's talked about. Um, on red, her like if you're a Swifty, your favorite song is probably uh, "All Too Well." Okay, and it's so good. But even even the version, the original that she released was five minutes. She's like, I know that that's not a song that's going to get a lot of play on a radio station because it's what, ninety yeah. seconds too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, she's always very you know strategic yep. with this. Yep. She's like, what is going to play well? Twenty two. I knew you were trouble. You know the 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 poppy ones that you know just kind of like you can dance to. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So there's a, there's some of those on 1989, but you can just like, I feel like she worked so hard on this album, mm. and it shows. Yeah, for sure. And like the producing on on both versions is great. Um. Originally, the producer Max, ooh, can't think of his name. Um. 
did a great job. And then um, Jack Antonoff helped her produce 1989 Taylor's version. So why that name feels very familiar. Uh, Sophia talked about him. Okay. Singer Bleachers. Yes. He and Taylor have been yes. collaborating on like, so he helped write out of the woods with her. Okay. Like, okay. So they've been collaborating for a long, long time. They're really, really great friends. Um, and they've done a ton of work together. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I, I pulled that sheet yes. out and at, right as you were about to make a point about 1989 and I, um, that's when Taylor was at like the height of her like fame, popularity. Okay. She's on top of the world. She kind of has nowhere to go but down. And sure. she like they just they just they just killed her. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. Okay. Not least of which includes Kanye West and Scooter fucking Braun. Okay. Now mm-hmm. Scooter I Scooter can Braun. I can put over here in a box because uh, although there's a, it feels like there's a deceitful maliciousness, but but nevertheless, one could say uh, that a business deci- decision was mm-hmm. made. Uh, you know, not a very cool human. De- but I can now. But but then you look at the Kanye and the ta- uh, the record. Uh-huh. I don't get that. Like what? Where? Why? You know? D- d- does that make any sense? Yeah. Why that's like I can understand. You, oh, that was a shitty thing to do, but there yeah. was money involved. Yeah. This I don't get. Um, Well, I mean, Taylor and Kanye's beef actually started in 2009. Okay. Um, She won a VMA award. Yes, of Kanye, course. Yeah. He walked up and, yep. oh Took my God. Took the mic from her during her acceptance Ugh. speech, says, you didn't deserve this, Beyonce did, bye. I remember that. Yeah, to a 19-year-old. Yet Kanye He's, continues. He's 32. Yeah, and yet people continue to, a genius, a genius. Is the great? I'm like, wh- where? He's a fucking idiot. No, okay, <laughs> like, ugh. okay, S- separate the yeah, artist yep, yep, from the yep. art. And I've never so, listened to Kanye's music, so I wouldn't actually know. Do uh, at some point, uh, just I mean, are you into? Does that genre, generally speaking, do anything for you? Nah, that's fair. Then don't. So. Then don't. It it's been a part of my fabric for a long sure, time, sure. and uh, I know uh, that people appreciate him as an artist. A and buddy gave me. Yeah, uh, it's. Actually, it's right here. <laughs> Burn it. <laughs> this is so. I'm going uh, out to Colorado in with with my kids. And no, maybe this was pre kids. Nevertheless, uh, he burned this whole stack of CDs for me while I was there. Uh-huh. Okay, Aww, that's a good friend. And uh, yeah, um, and it's almost exclusively full of artists who I've gone, I should listen to them. Mm. A lot of people are talking about, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. in my immediate. Yeah, and yeah. and so uh, I did. And almost all of it, I was like, this is not, I, I'm, I like where I am. Okay. Didn't, T- didn't love it. And, and so just kind of, you know, there's, there's some artists in there. Like there's a, there's a couple Wilco records in there. Okay. There's a couple my morning jacket records in there. And it's like some of those I've revisited now, mm-hmm. 20, however, <laughs> however long. And it's like, Oh, Ah, okay. I, I either I've changed. I wasn't the same. I'm not the same person that I was then. Uh, or the, all of it, yeah. For the most part, makes sense. Pe- people change, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, the exclusive exception is Kanye in mm. in that mix, mm-hmm. and I haven't 
gone into every that record. you did like it or didn't? Did not. Did not. And okay. still, I'm still like, don't. I don't get yeah. it at all. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably, be- well, I know for sure that one of those records is like 17 tracks long. And I feel like the last tra- track is him just talking for like 10 minutes, largely about himself. Pass. Yeah, I'm passing 90 seconds into that. <laughs> Who's sticking around for the eight and a half that, fu- you know? And I so, know. I, okay, this, it must be, I'll find the record. And I haven't right. gone through all of them, but every time I'm like, I'm almost immediately, I'm like, Meh. so when you're throwing around the G word, genius, genius, genius yeah. this guy, that, yeah. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, It's like, you know, I need my little orphan Annie decoder pen. <laughs> to yeah. find out that we're talking about oval t- I don't I but there's so many people that are like who's and I'm like really mm. Did you see that display of right. human behavior it was being mm-hmm. attended live yeah. and recorded yeah. anyway Yeah So, so yeah. that the beef starts there It starts there he, Didn't he apologize, apologize. Yes. yeah he apologizes they um they actually like you know are seen together like she'll pose with him sure. like it seems like um it seems like they've, you know, made up. They're seen at a lot of, like, the same parties together. They're running in the same circles of, like, you know, I don't know, popular, famous, right. rich people that yeah. live in wherever. Um, and then the whole Kim and Kanye call yeah. goes down. I know you guys talked about that on the last episode. It's, it's yes, just... but I still don't Okay, so get, I mean, I right. understand what transpired, I right. think, but I still don't get it. Um. The best I can assume is that they were both threatened by Taylor and her fame and her popularity. Internally. Yeah. Like, yeah. we got to do very something. Very insecure people. It's from from what I can piece together. I I have never watched the Kardashians. I have some friends that love watching the Kardashians and they've watched it for years and they've followed this family and I, like, I understand that. Um, and I, like, I remember I, I had a friend at work who I, I love dearly, and she loved the Kardashians, like, unabashedly. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when this whole thing happened, she was like, oh, what do you think about this? And I was like, well, I believe Taylor. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. I believe what Taylor is saying in that she was not consulted on this lyric that Kanye wanted to use to demean her. Again, what's – Why? Why do you have to put a lyric in your song that says, I feel like Taylor and I might still have sex, why I made that bitch famous? What point does that lyric serve in your song, sir? Well, you get to like retract your apology, right? Yeah. I, or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, but then um, Kim, who was married to Kanye at the time, mm-hmm. puts out this edited video, making it look like Taylor was lying. Then she and all of her friends start hate tweeting about Taylor. And then so many people on Twitter jump on this. The hashtag the Taylor Swift is over party was the number one trending like hashtag on Twitter at that time. Taylor talks about this in the documentary that your friend mentioned, uh, Miss Americana, which Mm. is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's a great documentary. Um, And she's like, do you know how many people have to be tweeting that they hate you for that to be the number one thing? Or or to trend in general. Yes. And um, many of the people that Taylor Swift was friends with sided with the Kardashians in this Weird. fight. And so she stopped trusting people. She became very reclusive. Um, in the Time Magazine article, she says she moves to a foreign country, yeah. missing the UK yeah. for a year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, reemerges. Yeah. Phoenix from the ashes right. with reputation, which was like the most jarring shift 
to uh, to myself and to many other Swifties at the time because she was like bubblegum and sunshine and rainbows and yeah. pop and happiness. And then she comes Shake out with off. this dark, twisty, look what you made me do, snakes thing. And we're like, whoa, whoa. Did not see that no. coming. No. No. Because like she used to have a pretty active presence online and then didn't mm. at all. And we were like, I hope Taylor's okay. This right? is really upsetting. Yeah. This, is re- this really sucks to like... I mean, you would say, like, if you said the word, like, Taylor Swift, somebody, somebody was going to go, ew, gross. Like, that was going to be the response, which is just immature, hateful and immature. Odd. Yeah. And unnecessary. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So then Reputation comes out and it's so good. It was, it was, it was upsetting to listen to the first time through because. You know, she been through some shit. Yes. And it made me really sad. Yeah. It made me really sad um, to just hear, her, like, to hear her becoming jaded is what it felt like. Yeah. Because, um, like, 1989 is, yeah. it's, like, it's this. Yeah. It's, and then, but but what reputation, like, it looks dark and twisty on the outside, but really it's like a love album. Yeah. It really is. Is at that? It's, at its, I know, its core and its heart. What's track five on that one? Delicate. Yes. Oh, I love Delicate. That might be... Oh, my all time. Might be, might be your favorite. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's definitely in okay. my top five. Oh, but okay. I don't okay. know the library enough yeah. to have no, no, a no, real. Cool. But like that shit stands out. It's so far and above most everything of hers that I've listened to. Yeah, and it just it yeah it's, it checks all the boxes. Have you watched the music video for it? No, it's real fun. Okay, it's real fun. She like basically becomes invisible and then like dances through the rain cool because, yeah very it's, cool it's, it's kind of bizarre and fun and it's a great it's great. my daughter one, loves that that's one. the one where she's like is it is, is it, it cool, cool that yes that that. yes is it chill that you're in my yes yeah it's, oh my God. it's so good and and uh, you know uh we were messaging today about yeah. olivia rogers like i don't understand how you understand this all these pieces <laughs> of relationship at such a young age mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like anyway to be able to articulate it to yes. that like degree yeah. and to like even just pinpoint a specific feeling. Cause like there's like songs about love and it's more of a general, but like to like hone in so specifically on like, this is the start of something and I'm kind of nervous about it and I don't know how I, how to feel about it and how to play it. Like, well said. Can I, yeah. mm, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so it goes is one of my favorite songs on reputation. Okay. It's it's good. Um, well, we have one more yeah. record to talk yes. about, but I, I yeah, want to yeah. pause if if that's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Two things that you shared, and then one thing that Sophia shared, mm-hmm. and I believe when she and I were uh, texting in, in anticipation of of her doing her uh, conversation mm-hmm. with me. Um, 1989 Taylor's version came out. Mm-hmm. So yes. like very recently, yes, October. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it was October. Yeah. And you were listening to some vault tracks today. And yes. Oh, and she so was like, OMG, you know, she's uh, on closer on the age spectrum okay. to you than me by, okay. by far. Um, and, she, you know, she an elder millennial too. I think so. Oh, yeah. She's uh, See, she she's a 1991 difference. baby, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and so she's just yeah. And I know that I'm getting you know a very watered down version of what she's probably sharing with her 
Swifty homies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's just like, OMG, it's, you know, too, the super early in the record uh-huh. and it's just fire and uh, I'm like what how could it be that already that different from original version but I, st- I you know I didn't know I didn't know what I didn't know yeah. at the time um the producing is definitely different on yeah. Taylor's version a lot of Swifties gripe about the opening to style okay. they don't like the new version mm. so you can listen to like original okay. and opening of the new version they sound different. I don't have beef with it. Yeah. I think um, there's there's a number of songs on original that I feel like she beefed up some of the harmonies in, in the Taylor's version. And now I'm like, that was kind of a, that was maybe a skip and now it is not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm super That's, into it. So like, uh, I, I love that. Yeah. But also not every single thing is going to hit for every single person. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. know super fan, fan is short for fanatic. We often forget yes. that, which yes. means that we can be critical in both directions. Totally, but totally. I wondered if you had a similar experience to, to like, oh my God, right out of the gate, I'm loving Taylor's version of 1989. Yes. Okay. I I jumped straight to Vault Tracks when it got released. Okay, interesting. So I called my friend, uh, my FaceTime on um, Katie, my Colorado yes. friend. Um, so we were like, okay, all right, we got to line it up. All right, play. And we were like, you know, on FaceTime and we're like listening to it and we're like. <gasps> wow. And nice. then like would talk about it afterwards. The As a whole, like the five Vault Tracks, um, which have no features which was surprising. Interesting. Because all of the other vault tracks, I'm pretty sure, have had at least one other artist featured. Well, the namesake for the record is the year of her birth, right? Yes. So yes. maybe that's, it's all, Perhaps. this is all me. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps. Um, but she, uh, that was a surprise to people that there were no features. Right. Because people were clowning for, uh, they wanted style featuring Harry Styles. Oh, sure you did. And instead we kind of got a diss track. <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah, really? yeah. Okay. Is it over now? Okay. Kind of, mm. Yikes. We're like, ooh, ooh, buddy. Um, <laughs> like there were, there were um, lots of memes coming out about like, so each, as each of these like re-releases happens, the main X featured in whatever album it was there would be a picture of like a groom reaper going to like his door to his door right but then when it was like coming to 1989 and harry styles was behind it we anticipated flowers because we're all like chill with harry styles swifties in general um there are certain exes that we are cool with and certain exes that we are not cool with Mm -hmm. based on what she has told us about how they treated her anyway um so harry styles we still love harry sure we still love harry he's welcome yes okay yes okay um but they were all all five vault tracks felt very like 80s synthy poppy okay kind of and there are some there's some of those vibes in in 19 i mean it's yes she's like it's inspired by my birth year yeah um (laughs) but i i I noticed them more in those vault tracks interesting yeah Yeah. so of the two things that came came up in in our uh messaging yeah uh, the lore, all capitals, <laughs> and uh, uh, how life events uh, become part of her music and mm-hmm. how she has a unique relationship with her fans. I didn't know if you wanted to speak to that a little bit or if that says it all on its own. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that, that Taylor, I, I will say I can't, I can't really compare her to other artists because I don't feel like I know other artists as well, but... I feel like she has to have a very unique relationship with 
her fans. Um, she, she just like, she always is like praising them mm. and thanking them and being so grateful for um, what they've allowed her to do. Like in every award acceptance speech, she's thanking her fans. Um, and then in like being able to do these re-releases and having them break all sorts of bananas records. She's like, I'm so thankful. I wouldn't have been able to do this without your support. And um, for some of her earlier albums, like 1989, when it was originally released, she would have small intimate parties in her home and invite fans and bake cookies for them. And they would all listen to the album together. Wow. Like, isn't that so, it's sweet and it's special. And she always like seems to just like have time for people that care about her and she just doesn't have this like diva attitude or of like being too good for anybody or anything. Um, and even just to like something small of like each era's tour show during the red set, she starts off with a little hat and she trots down the stage during one of the songs and gives it to like a little girl who's been like positioned and like gives her a hug. And it's just a very sweet Cute. moment. Yeah. So she, she knows that we, as, as fans, um, know much about her life because she's chosen to share it with yeah. us of course it's a curated version everything that anybody shares yeah is a curated version. yeah however even this yeah. i'm I, I, yeah. I want to be real open yeah. honest uh but i'm also aware that there's technology recording what we're saying right. here. that's i can't <laughs> yeah take that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um so knowing knowing what she's chosen to share with us um knowing her her life and how it's been you know documented and over scrutinized to the nth degree um and like knowing that we tend to know what the songs are about who they are about what was happening in her life at the time the fact that we enjoy um like making hypotheses mm -hmm. about these mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. um <laughs> and kind of to the level of conspiracy theories <laughs> I saw one thing recently that was. Did you ever watch Parks and Recreation? Very little. Oh, there's a there's an episode where some end of the world nuts need a park permit to throw a party for the end of the world because they've you know predicted based on whatever that the the end of the world is going to be on this date. Obviously, like they go to the park, that doesn't happen, and then the guy comes back into the office next week. He's like, "Well, I've consulted my texts, and it looks like the end of the world is actually going to be <laughs> May fifteenth. And she like looks at her calendar. She's like, "I'm sorry, we have an ice cream social on that day." And he's like, "Um, sixteenth." And she's like, "That one's great." Wow. He's like, "Then." <laughs> so there's been a comparison to Swifties being on that level at times with thinking about um, knowing that she has said that she plans things very far in advance, up to three years in advance. That's crazy. Yeah. She said that in an interview with Jimmy Fallon. She's like, how far is too far? Can I plan something three years in advance? And then like, you know, release, is that crazy? Um, but she she when I, drops Easter eggs. Yes. All of that. When I'm talking to somebody about coming in, if like, like right now, uh, very quickly, well, I mean, December's half over, mm -hmm. but very quickly, uh, it, it was like all January and now it's, down to and mostly february i feel weird sending that it's like i don't want you to think that i'm thinking about february because yeah. i'm not i'm just looking at a yeah. very specific but I, yeah anyway so yeah trying to piece together easter eggs that yes. she has hinted at in 
a lot of times they're in music videos. Um, like the music video for Bejeweled mm. has a bunch, has a bunch of them that are that really I have fun. Watched zero Taylor Swift videos. Oh. Like it just hasn't even been. Oh yeah, there's that too. Oh, they're yeah, they're great. Okay, they're really really great. Um, so kind of piecing those things together, um, certain things like there's there's a gigantic theory about um, a scene in the music video for the man in which Taylor actually dresses up like a man. Okay, like the hair, face prosthetic contacts. She was trained how to like sit like a. Man. She does this whole performance as a man, and then at the very end, he comes over to her and she's directing, and she's like, "Okay, could you be like I don't know a little more likable? Like just giving commentary to this." man that women often receive um but there's a scene where he like is peeing into a urinal and there's graffiti on the wall and it's all of her albums and then there's a there's a word karma and it's printed twice and 1989 is printed twice and so people are like oh so if you go in this order that's oh my the order gosh. Of the re- it's wow. insane i mean but it's fun sure it's fun to like watch and be like oh that would be fun uh-huh. that would be uh-huh. fun um so just like the, yeah. the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories sure. related to Taylor Swift. There's a, a theory about 112 days being very significant because um, the release of Taylor's version Speak Now was 112 days from the start of the Eras tour. And then from that, it was 112 days to the release of 1989 Taylor's version. So the next one would be February 16th, which people assume is going to be reputation. It's fun to... Yeah, play along. And it feels like you're in a community. It feels like you're in like a big group of friends that are all excited about what you're excited about. And I think that's one of my favorite parts. For sure. Of being a Swifty is being able to like just unabashedly enjoy something to like the fullest degree and to be extra about it. Sure. And to not have to be ashamed about that. Also, it's a a judgment-free zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and like when 1989 came out, I had just had that one friend that wanted to go to the show with me. And now it's like, I, I have gotten to like, what feels like introduce so many people to being a Swifty and what, like what joy there is to be had cool. in being a Swifty. Very cool. Um, you know, the, the relationship with the fans and the, the gratefulness uh, uh, or, or the, mm-hmm. the frequent mentioning uh, or thanking mm-hmm. of fans Um it's really, in my mind, impossible to overlook where she is today based on some of the things we were talking about earlier, some of the um, things that have, whether it's the patriarchy or con- whatever the thing is that has been a source of adversity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you said she was on top of the world. There was only one direction for her to go. I mean, I think that she found a new top of the yeah, world. Yeah. And most of us are like, holy shit, we didn't know that that top was there either. Yeah. Um, she so definitely didn't. It for sure speaks to um, qualities about her as a human, you know, as a, an artist, mm-hmm. as, as a creator, as somebody with a work ethic, as mm-hmm. somebody that you know on some level every parent should you know say if you're looking for a role yeah. model um so th- there's yes. all of that that speaks to her but there is also a lot of that you know that speaks to her fans mm-hmm. as as far as 
you know, she can she can go, you know, wipe her social and move here for a year mm-hmm. and do all the things that she needs to do interpersonally and then and come out and be a better person, um, a more well-rounded, more experienced person. But I mean, to to get to that new top of the world, she she does need her fans to be there. So mm-hmm. it's really fascinating to look at those two bodies mm-hmm. and and to know that they are attached to the same person. Yeah. Because like, what? Well, how, how did you yeah. do this? If you were in, anyway, some people that have been I, I say converted from. Taylor Swift haters. Oh, oh. To Swifties. It's a big swing. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's really fun to watch that sure. kind of play out. Yeah. People they are like, I hated on her. It's Pavlovian. And You're like, oh my like, God. Like, and they just hated because it was just like what you know, oh, Taylor Swift, she's just like a dumb, whatever. Whatever. Whatever narrative they believed yeah. without maybe even having listened to more of her songs than what they heard on the radio. Sure. Which... It's just such a fraction of her discography, and it does not even come close to, like, getting into the depths of some of her lyricism. Yeah. And, like, her skills as a songwriter. Like, sure, she can write a catchy poppy tune. Great. But she can also, like, delve deep Mm -hmm. into the depths of human experiences and feeling in a way that I don't think really anybody else can. Um, and. People would just write her off without even, like, getting there. Um, So there was some, like, a lot of people actually got onto the Taylor Swift train during Folklore and Evermore, which was during the pandemic. She released those both surprises Mm -hmm. back-to-back. She Mm -hmm. didn't have any hype leading up to those at all. It was just, here's an album. Oh, by the way, here's another one. Um, And it it was another genre shift. So it was, like, country to pop to this more, like, indie vibes. Um, And a lot of people were like, oh. Well, I didn't know Taylor Swift could do something like that. Okay. Yeah, like, lots of no folks have been listening. saying that across albums already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I, I talked about this a little bit with Sophia, but yeah. it was like Lover's the one that really put me, Got put you. her on my radar. Yeah. Uh, and then um, so it was like, songs. you know, uh, Folklore comes out. Reput- uh, no, so yeah, reputation, uh, lover, folklore. Yes. So she didn't get to do a lover tour. No, but but folklore was, comes out, yeah. and it's like uh, all of a sudden folks are like, "Yeah, the new Taylor Swift." I'm like, "Yeah," and they're they're like, "No, no, no, another one." And I'm yeah. like, "What? Come on, she, man! Like seriously, you know?" She just did an album last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, 2019, so, 2020, 2021, So really. Really or weird. Both in twenty twenty. Anyway, to just think about like uh, everything that came before, from, from my perspective, everything mm-hmm. that came before Lover, mm-hmm. and that sort of being the thing. To then, obviously, pandemic is very weird for everybody. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, how much notice did we have for Midnight's? We had a fair amount. She announced that she was releasing it at the VMAs that year or the Grammys. Well, no, one of those awards shows. She regardless. Yeah. Uh, so we had hype. We had time. Yes. And 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 then uh, <clears throat> for the Eras tour, mm-hmm. tickets are going to be on sale. Tickets are on sale. Do you know people that got those yeah. two things? Just like gee, the yeah. Like well, Midnight's came out in October, and then the presale happened in November. Regardless, two yeah. really really big events uh-huh. that by nature command a lot of bandwidth 
again, all mm-hmm. going to, to the same person. It's like, wow, man, <laughs> this is, it feels unprecedented. Now, I didn't grow up uh, when Elvis was booming. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. MTV, uh, you know, was so big that um, as big as Madonna was mm-hmm. when she came out, it's it, she, she's part of a the MTV in the eighties and I know. So, and, and Taylor is just sort of like the standalone, which is why I mm-hmm. say unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other piece I wanted to mention about our messaging was, so we <laughs> talked about the lore. Uh, you talked about Swifty one Oh one classes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Where, uh, <laughs> for friends where you chronologically go through her life and albums and yeah. highlight specific songs. Yes. That are thought to be about certain people and events. This is a real thing that has happened that you have participated yes. in or been the instructor of. Yes. <laughs> um, where, how far back does this go? And are there a couple of highlights you want to share? Or, um, I mean, it can go back to as far as fearless, but more, you know, more I think it starts in the Speak Now era. Okay. Um, but there were a couple of songs on. What fearless. do you call that? Um, Mm. Uh, 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 tenure. You're a tenured professor. <laughs> a tenured morning. professor. Yes. <laughs> You're unfireable. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> um, yes. Going through what was happening in her life. So you know, we have Fearless. There's a couple songs about Joe Jonas. We have the VMAs in 2009, which is starting of Kanye. When it was an award that she received for Fearless. Mm. So then after that, we have Speak Now. A couple songs about John Mayer. We go through. Um, Red, got a couple songs about Jake Gyllenhaal, mm. um, 1989, some songs about Harry Styles, um, and then Reputation is where I kind of camp out um, in, in my in my classes. Um, That's a 400 level class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta... It, it'll close quick, guys. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> There's an actual professor at KU that has a class. I follow him on TikTok um, about Taylor Swift. Um, I think he, he talks about, you know, her lyricism, but also like her, her business acumen. Um, he's great. I can't remember his name right now. Um, he's a bald guy, but I follow him on, on TikTok and he'll evaluate things. Um, so like, uh, my, one of my really good friends, um, Emily, she's a recent Swifty. Okay. Um, and like, I took her to a Taylor fest with me and, and like, what what you've been to three the yes. venue has been different for yes. all three what have some of the venues been uptown granada and madrid oh like three of the biggest downtown <laughs> venues fun. yeah wow super fun and well attended i'm yeah. oh my yeah. god <laughs> awesome and how um, do you find out about them? Um, there's a, an Instagram called Perfect Night Productions, and they uh, oh. like talk about where they're going next. And so they're kind of all over the Midwest. There's not another cool. one coming back to Kansas City for uh, a, a while, as far as I know. Um, but I keep track because cool. it's, it's super fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, so I took her to a Taylor Fest, and she's like, oh, yeah, my husband likes Taylor Swift. and But she's like, I just don't really like listen to music. She just doesn't really like listen to music at all. She's like, I'll listen to like radio when I'm in the car, but I don't just like listen to music. So I'm like, okay, mm. here's where we start. Um, so I uh, talked about what happened with Kim, Kanye, Scooter, Braun, all of that. And then I was like, okay, now go and listen to like, look what you made me do. Listen to, this is why we can't have nice things and like understand what she was feeling and had gone through at that point. Like listen to the songs. And she was like, why do I want to cry? And I was like, <laughs> cause you get it. <laughs> Um, 
so stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, here's what happened with Jake Gyllenhaal. Now go listen to All Too Well. And mm. especially if you watch, she um, she directed a, a short film uh, when she released the 10 minute version of All Too Well, which was a vault track on the Red re-release. She produced oh, okay. a, um, a, I think it's probably like 14, 15 minutes, uh, short film starring um, Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. I don't know if you're, they're younger actors. Okay. Um, did you ever watch Stranger Things? Yeah. The Redhead, Max. Uh, I mean, I, I I checked out pretty early in season two. Oh, okay. I think she's maybe season three. Anyway. Okay. Um, anyway, they're younger actors um, and they portray what we interpret to be her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. Interesting. Um, and then now, listening did he, to that. Did he treat her shittily? Kind of, yeah. Okay. He, it, was, it was very like, <sighs> he treated her differently in front of his friends. He didn't show up oh, to her 21st birthday party. Already enough. He tried no to like, more, no yeah. more. I don't have, I'm not a, in his camp, but I don't, I just don't want to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not as bad as John Mayer. Who what was, did he do? Well, for starters, he was 32 and she was 19. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. Um, Speaking on for, behalf of all starters, dudes. <laughs> um, he was kind of using her to get back at Jessica Simpson because of their oh, whole thing. Oh, gross. Um, okay. so, right. so for him, I'm like, okay, listen to both Dear John and the song Would Have, Could Have, Should Have off mm. of Midnight's. Um, oh, yeah. okay. So there's a line in that that is eviscerating. It's, give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. Oh, Okay. All right. I never should have danced with the devil at 19. Just. He's great with Dead and Company. That's all I. Cool. All I got to say. <laughs> and I've never been a, a huge fan of his music either. I think he's, right. I think he's probably a very gifted, you yeah. know, guitar, whatever. Um, but just, you know, did not treat her great. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so so it's going through and saying, okay, this is kind of what was going on with her. This is what she was feeling. This is what she was experiencing um, for 1989. She had just, she moved to New York and she was like, all right, people have been critiquing me for just writing songs about my exes. So I'm going to write about like hanging out in New York with my friends. And yes, there's a few songs that can be interpreted to be about Harry Styles. Um, but she was like, this is the, this is what I'm wanting to say with this album. And I'm wanting to like kind of critique or um, like make, make commentary about what people are saying about me. So shake it off and blank space. They're both commentaries on that very phenomenon of, oh, I've got a blank space and I'll write your name because that's all people assume that I'm waiting for is the next dude that I can write songs about. So she's addressing that in her songs, which I think hmm. is just great. Um, hmm. So yeah, stuff stuff like that. And there's, I mean, there's people on TikTok that do it too. They've got whiteboards and they've got magnets That's and cr- stuff. I, and <laughs> where I just went was, is that the song where I think she says Starbucks all the time? Yeah, Starbucks <laughs> lovers. Yes. Yes. But I've always thought you're... I've since I was a child, I've misheard lyrics. I'm like, she must be saying like "star crossed" or Got something. Got a long list of ex lovers. It's less you you hear it less in Taylor's version, okay, but okay. definitely I heard the same thing. Okay. Got a lot of Starbucks lovers. <laughs> and then I mean that's what they do. They have a blank space on the cup and they write your name on it. I'm like I I thought I understood yeah, I like, this gal a little I bit. I definitely like looked up the. I was like, oh, long list of ex lovers. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's been it's fun to help people understand like her more, and then I feel like it it heightens the experience of listening to m- many of her songs, um, and like so, even the love songs too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how have these 
educational tidbits played out? Have people come to you and you've like, here's my syllabus. I'm kidding. I'm joking. But here's the assignment. And then you talk, you talk, you communicate with them after the fact and deeper connections are made. Is uh-huh. that kind of how this yeah. is gone? Okay. Yeah, kind of. Have you ever, uh, had somebody drop out of one of your classes where they just, they just didn't do it or what, you know what I'm saying? No, these are mostly just, um, friends that have asked. Okay. Um, they're like, you, my, it's gotta be exciting. I say say my biggest flex is that when people in my life think of Taylor Swift, they think of me. So her, her song, Tim McGraw is like, I hope when you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think of me. So my, (laughs) my biggest flex. Okay. When people think of Taylor Swift, they think of me. I'm not kidding. And we haven't even really covered how you know Tyler, (laughs) but, uh, I was on, how's the podcast going? And, you know, I think he hasn't asked for a while, which is fine. I don't. Yeah, I like started this thing and I just I could I was so cringe because I would bring it up everywhere and anywhere. And then I felt like I had to. Yeah, dial it. dial it back. And now, and now it's like if I'm somewhere and somebody's introducing, he he has a. I'm like, fuck, shit, don't. Like, <laughs> if that's gonna come up, let it come up organic. Please don't. So when if he doesn't ask me about it for several visits, it yeah. feels yeah like the air is clear. We could talk about anything. Awesome. So he asks me. Yeah, a month ago or three weeks ago, and I go. Actually, I have uh, this friend coming, and it's part of the series. And literally, I didn't get the sentence out. And he goes, <laughs> and I go, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "I got, I got, a, I got your girl." I got, yeah. I, <laughs> I think he said. I think he might have said, "I know a couple of people." But that ended up just being <laughs> so. <laughs> His wife is a Swifty too. Okay, okay. I, I don't know if. And how do you? So degree. how do you guys know each other? Just he's been my chiropractor for a long time, oh, that's and then it? Um, his okay. wife Lindsay and I had uh, babies at the same time. Okay, cool. So we went Very to like cool. breastfeeding support classes together, yeah, and he's, play dates, that kind of thing. He's he. He's also my patient now. <laughs> for real? Yeah. Nice. They. Um, reside in the neighborhood uh, near our shared educational institution. Oh. I, I believe. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. Privilege. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless. Um, so. Yeah. I, I really love um, almost every piece of information and experience that you have shared with me. Um, perhaps the biggest curiosity mm. um, as a, you know, somebody that is still becoming a Swifty is that um, <clears throat> you have 1989, you have speak now you have mm-hmm. 1989 mm-hmm. and then the records that you skipped over to get from 1989 to midnights, mm-hmm. which is the, you, know, you gave me three. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, no slouches in there. Nope. Um, I love them and, all dearly. And, and, and Midnight's uh, has been, um, it wasn't like something that spoke to me immediately. It grows on you. It, it, it grows hard and yeah. fast. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm in the mirror like, I thought I knew you. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's like, how did this almost yeah. not resonate at all to where this is a really good, and Sophia called it elite. I agree. Um, but I mean, you, I agree. Uh, um, Blubber, uh-huh. Evermore, Folklore. Rel- yeah. Yeah, are I also love reputation. Reputation. Okay. Yeah, Jeez. I love. I love. We're skipping. I know. some serious but stuff. If, if I gotta pick top three, which I I don't uh, think I said you had to. Okay. 
regardless, okay. you did. And, I did. And, and there are, the, because there... it's a question that I often get asked. And so I've had to like, okay. think about it. And I felt so put on the spot many times where I'm just like, I have to pick a favorite. I, I don't know how to do this. So well, I, I did it very systematically. Um, I didn't print a copy because there's a, that's okay. you can grab that if you want. I love it. I want. I don't have a record player. I want one, but I also have small children, and I feel like that's yeah. maybe an investment for later in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> I bought two. I, I was like, there was two at Target. I was like, I'll take oh, yeah. this one and this one. Well, and then gotta, later, I was like, the other two now. Well, I was like, why did I do that? And now, I don't know. I mean, anyway. <laughs> you got to hang it out like a clock on I the wall. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but then I, I can't. Yes. Uh, whatever. <laughs> conversation for another day. Cool. So you've been asked. I've, yes, I've been asked multiple times, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? So. Actually, one time it was so cute. It was a little like herd of girls that I was going to pick my daughter up from soccer practice. And there was this herd of girls, I assuming to go to their own soccer practice or whatever. And they were all talking about Taylor Swift. And I like walked by them and I just got this big smile on my face. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at these girls. Like they're just talking about Taylor Swift. It's so much fun. And they, I'm like 10 feet past them. And one of them, she, I think she must've seen me smile because she yells at me. She goes, hey, are you a Swifty? And I was like, Oh, girls, I have been a Swifty since before you were born. And they were like, yeah, they all like cheered. And they were like, did you get to go to the Eras tour? And I was like, yes, I did. And they were like, ah, I'm so jealous. And one of them goes, so what's your favorite album? And I was like. Uh, You're grounded. T- t- today? <laughs> today? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that question, it, it can vary. Um, but then even like at the experience of my first Taylor Fest, this this new friend asking, well, what's your favorite album? And I was like, oh, I think it's got to be 1989. And it's because of like where I was at in my life sure. and how it made me feel and going to the show and experience it anyway. Um, but so in order to actually determine what my favorite albums are, I went on, um, somebody on Reddit created this like thing to help you figure this out systematically. Like a Google it gives form? You, yeah. You, <laughs> it gives you poll. two Taylor Swift songs. And you have to say you like this one better or this one better or that you like them the same. But the more you click the same, it's not as helpful. So you have to rank. So it just gives you two songs. And they can be from any of her albums. And you have to pick which one you like better. And it keeps doing that until you go through all 200 plus songs. Oh, shit. So... There's not a close notes to it. (laughs) That was a fun Saturday for me. Uh, Right, right, right. (laughs) Because I'm like... I got to like play a clip of this and play a clip of this one. And then it would, it would give me two. And I'm like, I love them both. How can I pick? Um, but I did it. I did it. And sometimes I would just have to like, like which, whichever one I'm feeling, <laughs> which one am I feeling more? Um, so I had them rank all, all of the songs and a friend had done this and posted it on Instagram. And then, um, she had gone through and then made like a Google sheet of it and categorized each of them. So it just gives you all of the songs after you're done. Like the, how he, how you've listed them. She went in and categorized them each by album. And then you can then see based on the average, of oh. wherever the number is, what your favorite albums are and what your, you know, top whatever. So Smart. based on that, Midnight's is my favorite album. Oh, And I think it's because it doesn't have any skips for me. Whereas every other album maybe has like a song or two that got much, like ranked much lower. But I was shocked because like I said, Four 1989 songs were in my top 10 of all of the Taylor Swift. And it still was, um, so it was Midnight's and then Speak Now in 1989. And I was like, okay, I guess that's my answer. There you go, right? And so I made a playlist of my top, um, well, it started off as like top 
25. And then I was like, that's not enough. So it had to be top 50. And the more and more that I listened to those, I'm like, yeah, I, this was accurate. And I'll like rearrange things here and sure, there just to be, sure. you know, yeah. picky about it. Yeah. But based on that very scientific information, Midnight's came out as the winner, which okay. I was surprised by. Cool. But I was like, I get it. It also just hasn't like stood the test of time yet for me. Um, because it's only, you know, a year old. Yeah. And some of these other ones have been a part of my like history for years and years and years. Right. But I also, those are very good points. I also think it's a possibility, you know, you can't really remove like my level of awareness about the fact that this record was going to come out mm-hmm. is something. And you, like you're not even on the same chart as as far as your your awareness of the fact that this record is going to come out, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So there's a part whether you like it or not, there's a part of you that's invested in the record before listen one. Yeah. And some of that I think comes yes. out in the test of time piece. Yeah. But it also could just be, you know, a top. Like, it's a really really great so album. What do you do if you're her for your next thing, your next, I mean. Oh, man, there's so many things she could do. So she she could release, um, she could release uh, an album that has live versions of lots of her surprise songs. Could be a fun thing. She could release an album that has lots of vault tracks that we still didn't get. That are still like in the vault. Yeah, she. But could I'm talking be writing new stuff. Okay, she could let's be, let's yeah. camp there for one second. Yeah. Um, there's no way folks are not gonna say yeah, but even if it's great, even if the new collect the newest collection of new material is great, mm-hmm. and uh, there's gonna be folks that are like. I mean, it's no midnights, right? Which like is not fair, mm-hmm. but it also could be accurate. Yeah, it's, it's a well. There were a lot of people that said that about midnights because they came on board during folklore and evermore, and midnights is a departure. Yes, from of that. course, of course, and it's a hearkening back to yeah. How many yeah more collections of new material do you think she puts out before she's like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm done? I don't know. I mean, I think she'll at least release thirteen. Original albums okay. because thirteen is like her number. Yeah, is, is, that, is, is that part of her IG or uh, one of her social media? Yeah, it's just Taylor Swift. There's not a thirteen anywhere. Not in her official account. Shit. So her birthday I... is December thirteenth. Okay. Um, and f- I think through Speak Now, I think she stopped doing it in red. She would write uh, a thirteen on her hand, on her right hand, that she would like hold the microphone with before all of her shows. It was just like her lucky number, and it was just huh. like a thing that she did. So thirteen like is her of, favorite number. One of my posts about Sophia's episode, wh- whatever at Taylor Swift I use, it's, there's a thirteen on the end. There's there's a lot of fan accounts, and well, I f- follow many of them. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and it's like Taylor Swift 13 is one of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to fix that. <laughs> Unless it's on Twitter and then you can't edit tweets anymore. Thanks oh, to. I'm not on Twitter. Well, it doesn't. I, I only post on um, uh, for, for this. I uh-huh. only post on Instagram and okay. Twitter because uh, I just per- per- perpetually don't know what to do with Facebook anymore. Like I open it so many times a day, and I'm like, "That was weird. That Why? was disappointing. Yeah. Why did I do that? I like check a notification, and then I'm like, "Yeah, okay." 
Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. Um, um, so you... I think at least 13. Okay. okay. Because, yeah. On, honestly, like, let's say, she has to. <laughs> let's say you're right. What do you suppose she does after that? I mean, she's still got a ton I don't know. of life I mean, there's people left. like Beyonce that, like, still have these record-breaking, amazing world tours as you know, a wife and a mom. Right. Like they might not be as frequent. I sure. think she would just slow down. Okay. But okay. I don't see her stopping performing um basically as long as it's working. Yeah. Um in in the Miss Americana documentary, she talks about how she thinks that this is the last point in her life that people will um accept new work from her as an artist because she's turning she's twenty nine. And she's like, that's oh. usually like the cutoff. And people like your husband, you, yeah. When you start this young, like this oh, right. is when you're popular, and then they like push you out to sea because you're old and whatever. <laughs> um, but there are people like there's people like Beyonce. Sure, they're yeah. still crushing it. Yeah. So and she's a big has always been a big influence for for Taylor. They both admire each other very right. well. They have never played the game of pitting like. People try and pit them against each other nice. all the time. Nice. All the time. Ta- like Beyonce showed up to Taylor's movie premiere. Mm-hmm. Taylor likewise flew to London for photo, her movie. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They're like, we support each other because that's yeah. cool. Women supporting women is yeah. cool. Yeah. Ha, get on board. Barbie movie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, yeah. want, I want to... Uh, Move into the little closing section okay. I call Five Funny Finishers. Ooh, okay. And we'll get you out of here. Um, if you want to plug uh, Noonday Collection one more time oh, sure. and, and where folks can find it and maybe support you, if that's a thing you want to oh, yeah, speak that'd be, to. That would be so sweet. Um, so I'm on Instagram, christy.from.kc. Okay. Um, I've got, you know, a link in my bio, a link tree. Most of what I post on that Instagram account is pictures of me wearing the product um here and there i'll share some of the stories um it's it's more fun in person sharing the stories so mm. um you know i i do more of that at the in in person parties um but yeah there's a link to shop anytime you can go to the website all the pieces are are beautiful every single one is handmade with love by an artisan and it's making a difference in their lives cool. um, so say the handle one more time please uh mine yes okay. christy dot from dot kc cool very from cool. Casey. Um, so I post about, you know, we have a couple new line launches every year. I post about sales, stuff like that. Nice. So very nice. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. I have fun on Instagram. Um, <laughs> so these are just silly. Um, <laughs> you're an iOS user, right? Apple. Apple, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do you have an That's opinion right. on the concept of red receipts? I mean, I th- <laughs> I don't turn them on for most people. Uh, you like, can like, choose who you want them on for. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. So, okay. like, my husband. Yes. He can he can see if I've read a text or not. Most people don't need that information. Right. Um, I, however, am one of those people that panic if I have a red dot on my phone, like like a notification. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's got to go away. Okay. So, if I have a text, I'm reading it. And okay. if I read it... I feel absolutely compelled to respond at that time. So thank you. Boundaries are still something I'm working on. <laughs> cause, cause I could, I could, you know, read a text 
and get back to it when I'm able to, but I will like stop what I'm doing and, and respond okay. right then now instead of just letting it linger until yes. I'm able to. So do you use the edit pins feature? Edit pins. Edit pin. So, um, hmm. uh, like just for example's sake, I, I send you a text uh-huh. saying basketball goal, uh, and I'm at the top and then your husband Text me when you get there, and then your mom. Uh, are you coming over? So now I'm in the three spot. Oh, and like people that I've pinned up at the top. Of- yes, yes, yeah. You use that feature. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. it's maxed out. What? How big? How many? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I've had five or six. I'm like, oh god, I feel I'm weird. The, I'm the only one on my husband's, and I'm like, no. <laughs> nice. Yes. Right. Uh, usually uh, myself. I'm the only one on mine because uh, my previous a gig uh i had a work phone uh-huh. and it, i didn't i didn't want it mm-hmm. but they were everybody and so i would just hear to my daughter and, and so she would uh message friends uh-huh. uh watch tiktok mm-hmm. um and uh i could we would we would send each other tiktoks often that's mostly if the company ever looked at how this, a pie chart of how this phone, they would be like, oh my God, you know. So very productive over here, Blair. Well, well I don't want to carry two phones. No. And also, that sounds awful. it was... Uh, Patients that will set both of them on their lap before I lean them back. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, there terrible. are, uh, it was like year six in a 10-year stint. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to all of my people and telling them that I have a new number. Absolutely uh, not. So anyway, I would uh, hey, show this one to your brother, you know, yeah. um, and that, and it's gone now. Um, so the only way I can remember mm. is if I've, so I've, I'm pinned at the top and if it's got a dot, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to show somebody something yeah. the next time I see them. There you go, yeah. Um, yeah. But there are, I don't, I don't want to say a lot, uh, but there are definitely people out there that are like, I don't, it's not that important to me to, for the, for me, for, for me to know that you read my text and, and haven't responded. They're like, I don't understand. I'm like, what don't you understand? That feels inconsiderate. Yeah. I don't like it. Like Facebook messenger. You can see if somebody's read your I message. I know. Cause they're a little, Sophia loves to like, call me, uh, uh, you read my message. Serial reactor. Because I'm always like, heart, exclamation point. And she yeah. doesn't do very... And I'm like, I'm just letting you know that... It's an old people thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's great, I think. Gen, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they're right, like, no. Right. Emojis, no. Reactions, no. Um, <laughs> I react to everything, too. I, like, uh, <laughs> right, right? I hear you, buddy. You yeah. know, good stuff. Ha ha. That made me grin. Right. I'm letting you know. I need you to know that I react. Yeah. They don't do that. Um, the youth. Youths. I started using pins because, uh, I mean, so much of everything is done on our phones, but mm-hmm. so much of my previous position was it, it, it's there's an app, email, texting customers, calling customers. I mean, uh, how many times have you been doing something on your phone and something new comes in and you accidentally mm-hmm. hit it oh. and it takes you away? Yes. What, whatever, it's annoying, but we recover from what would happen often is I would be texting somebody mostly because it's either a thing that they need to know mm-hmm. or a thing that they've asked me about and are deserving 
a thousand percent of a response from me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, uh, and, and then somebody calls and the call ends up being what, let's just say 10 minutes long. And it's like, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm off the phone. What was I doing? What was I doing? Oh, I was going to email so and so. And inevitably, a few days would go by and be like, that's weird. That person never responded to the very nice answer that I right. gave them to their question. And you go back and it's still <laughs> drafts. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to walk the earth as that kind of person and meet somebody that's like, I don't give a shit if you yeah. see that I've read your text and haven't responded. What's I'm like, that like? What's that like? Anyway, <laughs> you find out that tomorrow you have uh, inherited uh, $85 million. First move. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right answer, I don't think. I mean, maybe if that's what gets your rocks off, I don't know. But um, <laughs> Stress about how to, yeah, like invest it well, spend it well, which, char- which charities to give to. Um you're not. I mean, you weren't. You like, weren't kidding. <laughs> There's a little no. bit of truth. Okay. No, I def- uh, you, Your previous guest, she talked about how she she suffered from uh, postpartum depression. Mm, mm-hmm. Hey, okay. Uh, more of the anxiety, but and um, still recovering from that. But anyway, um, good question. I think. I mean, first, just like pay off my house. Okay. I guess. Let's let's pivot. I don't know. Just this much, <laughs> and say. Uh, Let's just, for the sake of ease, your husband has all the uh, bandwidth and the capacity to immediately table all or, or take all okay. of that is panic onto his plate okay. for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, okay, here, this is now I'm debt free. Okay. And now it's like, your oyster. Like, like fun stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes. How many Taylor Swift shows have I seen in <laughs> Europe? Um. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I would definitely, I would definitely pick a uh, a show in Europe to go to. Okay. Um, probably do a lot of travel. Great. Honestly. Great. Love I love that. it. Um, have you been a bunch of places? And is there a spot right now that is like your biggest? Well, um, I actually just uh, so with with Noonday we can qualify to go on these artisan trips that right, I mentioned. Right. So I've been to Guatemala yes. and Ecuador. Um, I qualified this year to go on a trip next year, and I'm hoping to get a spot on the trip to Peru. And mm. then my husband wants to fly down after the Noonday part, and we want to do a Machu Picchu oh, man. hike. Oh my gosh! So that's next on the list. I'm a, I want to. I want to. If that happens, <laughs> I, I want to see pictures. Okay. Oh yeah, they'll be there. Um, Even if it's just a picture of you alone. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I took tons of pictures in nice. Guatemala and Europe. Um, we got to go on a – he had a work trip this past summer okay. um, that I got to tag along for. Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Oh, damn. Sweet. But top of my bucket list is Italy and Greece. Okay. That's mm, – That sounds – I those so bad. I was just talking yeah. at the this past Sunday's version of the ad, neighborhood admin uh-huh. thing. Because uh, podcast I was listening to with a, a dude whose family is from Greece, and when they go back and blah blah blah, and the the interviewer asked about food, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, all the staples that you would think of, but really the best food in Greece mm-hmm. is when you go to a place 
and just a lady comes out and she's like, today I have chicken and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And you, sh- you eat what she yeah. has to feed you. It's There aren't options. He's like, that is without question always the best food. And I was oh, like, sure. I, like, I want to go now. Yeah, that like, sounds great. Sign me up. my napkin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like listening to this. Um, Dig in. American Gladiator. Do you remember the show? No. You don't? No. Dang. Sorry. That's okay. We'll, we'll scrap it. <laughs> okay. Um. If you're ever bored, uh, look it up. Okay. It it, it um, it's got us on some level feel familiar, but it's a whole like um, crazy adventure course battle television show, like Survivor American Race or Amazing Race kind of thing, or like but like indoors and there's uh, uh, uh characters like um oh. and they're all jacked like guys and girls oh. and so your job is to get across the room and put the ping pong ball in the cup and they're like have, they have like cannons in their fire like some not something that's going to hurt uh-huh. you but it, something that's going to be entertaining to watch yeah and then you got like walls to climb and ropes okay. to swing across and they're trying to like make you American Ninja Warrior kind of thing that okay. i believe i believe there's overlap okay. in that. Anyway, forget about that. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, lunch with anyone dead or alive of your choosing, not named Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, That's always my go-to answer. <laughs> who are you choosing and why? Uh, Taylor Allison Swift. Um, if I have to pick somebody other than her, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Is always... there anybody else? I know, right? Um... There's gotta be other people. Wow. I'm so singularly focused. Um like there's uh Sarah J. Mass. I'm sorry? Sarah J. Mass. She is an author. Okay. Yes. Lovely. And uh you know of her existence because I've read most of her books. Most of her books. Yes. And does she, w- she writes tend to write fantasy, about fantasy, romanticy oh, books? Okay. So okay. the only one of hers that I have not read is the second book in a series she is currently writing and the third book comes out in January, so I want to have the third book in hand before I start the second one because keeping it fresh, fresh. I've well I've been told that book two ends on a cliffhanger and Ooh. I don't like that. <laughs> The red dot so, on your phone. Yes. So I'm I'm waiting on that until so book three comes out the end of January. And now so. is this is this genre that you uh, yes. just dropped in my lap? Yeah. Is there a sexy time to it? Yes. Okay. In some of them. In some of them. Yes. Um. Her, she's written. She's writing her third series. So her first series, Throne of Glass, is eight books. Oh they're, wow! They're fantasy. She's cranking the books yes. out. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of okay. uh, some spice in there. Not a ton. Okay. It's mostly just fantasy, and it's great storytelling, great character development. Cool. Like you fall in love with these characters, and you feel like you know it's great. Um, her other series, A Court of Thorns and Roses, is much more romanticy. So it's le- like there's still good plot, good storytelling. It's it's more focused on the romances, okay. in my opinion. Um, and she's written four books plus a little novella in those, um, and then two more are coming out. But it's the the pressure's not on to like oh, I gotta know what happens for those. Um, and then her third series, Crescent City, 
mm. is um, I've read book one because okay. I, I was told you can read book one, you'll be fine. But if you read book two, friends have told me you will throw the book across the room when you finish it. Also, there's a crossover between some of these worlds. Whoa! So I'm I'm so excited. Okay. Because she, whenever whenever she writes a book, the last like about 200 pages of this book, it is the wildest roller coaster. That like and it happens every single time. Wow. Where I'm like, okay, I'm getting to the point of no return. Right. Like you, you reach that point in a book. She must be a fascinating person. She's yeah, right. So I would love to. Okay. I would love to get lunch with her. Nice. Um, <laughs> you're given the ability to visit your past self at any age. What age are you choosing, and what are you saying? Um. Probably go with like seventh grade. Okay. Um, and I would tell myself it gets better because that was that was rough. That was like the start of uh, my first experience with anxiety and depression. Oh damn! Um, okay. And like I switched schools, and yeah. my parents thought it was going to be like a better fit. Um, in in like knowing that the private school that I'd been to was getting more and more expensive by the year, they were like, "Well, let's kind of like." Um, for middle school, let's try this other one that's like still private but less expensive, kind of as a bridge to oh damn public school. Okay, um, and I was just dropped into a social situation that really sucked. There were two other I'm girls sorry. in my grade. They'd been best friends since like second grade. Two, was, yeah, total. There, yeah, there was no room for me. There was Aww. this guy that for some reason just wanted to pick on me. I oh great, had no idea why. So just a bully. Um, the next one will be easier, honey. You promise. <laughs> right. So um, we then I did not last at that school very long. Went oh, back to my old okay. private school. But even then, like things had shifted and the girl dynamics and Jeez. relationships had changed. And it was it was a rough time. I mean, I know middle school kind of sucks for everybody. But um, my kid's mom yeah. has since I've known her because this what you just said uh-huh. will come up and yeah. I'll I'll be like, dude, and she'll be like. Dude, you don't know because you didn't do it as a girl. And I'm, at, for for a while, I was like, "Hey," yeah. and now I'm like, "Maybe you it's, might be onto something there." And I didn't do it with social media. Yeah, I can't imagine. But, like, I I want to be very prepared for when my own daughter reaches the this kind of age and to be aware of what sort of scrutiny and um self, possible self loathing that she's going to be doing based on likes that she gets on certain like we didn't have that which i'm so thankful for um but yeah even then it was really rough and i didn't know if i should still be here or not you know it gets better yeah it I gets it. better you um, have a lot of a lot of life and a lot of joy coming absolutely uh complete this for me please the world would immediately become a better place in which to live if only <sighs> People were kind. I love it. I don't often say that is the correct answer to a complete, <laughs> but if we have to pick one, I mean, I, that, yeah. that's a good one to pick. If if people cared, if people were kind, if people weren't selfish. Right. It's a, it's a big, big list. Big ask. <laughs> right. I know. Did we... For Christmas, I would like. <laughs> right? Dear Santa. Right. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you were hoping to touch on um i think one thing i actually did now that i'm talking about sarah j mass yes and books something i've really enjoyed with um relations to taylor swift 
is um, in in reading certain books, it's really fun to pick either songs or albums that we feel like fits a certain character from these books. Um, like I'm doing a reread of some of these Court of Thorns and Roses books right now because I'm getting some friends into them. Oh, fun. Um, and so it's like, oh, I'm going to reread it with them. If you like so this like, class of mine, yes, you should also yes, take... <laughs> yes, I've converted a friend um, of mine. I've done the Swifty 101 with her. I've converted her and, and another friend. Like her and I um, both are readers and Taylor Swift fans. We've converted her wow. into both. It's wow. been great. Um, so talking about, oh, well, this song, this song of Taylor's fits this uh, scene or this character hmm. so well. It's really, hmm. really fun. To, Sounds to like almost marry. Game of Thronesian sort of just different yeah. networks of. I never really got into Game of Thrones. It was a bit much for me, but I mean, yes, they, like like I, episode one, season one. I think there's like <laughs> lots of boobs. I'm like, yeah. I'll be back for the next one, and I then mean, the one after, you know. I'm pretty sure there was some incest in that first, and they push a kid out uh, a window. Yeah, I was like, there was. Oh, yeah, oh. I liked that kid too. Yeah. And they, by the way, the incest doesn't really go away. It's just, it's kind of like, okay, jeez. Cool. Yeah, I made it five episodes in and then peaced out. My husband watched the whole thing. Yeah. And I would like kind of like peek in. I'm like, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so-and-so still alive? Nah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But interesting how it was like these different, you know, kingdoms yes. or societies or whatever. And, yes, you know. world, the world that is built. Yeah. Um, yes. Love, love that about fantasy. So right. figuring out that aspect of, of Taylor Swift and has been really fun. Cool. As well. Christy Smirchek, thank you so very much. You're welcome. For uh, coming over and logging a hot minute with me. Yeah. Talk, talking T Swift. Hey, Right. <laughs> It's been a great chat. It's getting me to shut up about Taylor Swift. That's the problem. (laughs) I mean, some don't call it a problem, I wouldn't think. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Talk to you. Woo. You can edit that down, right?